Late did start. What what shit did you get? I get none. I had Monday through Friday regular. That's, that's an time. interesting start since you didn't intro it. Well, I think <laughs> well, intros can be good when they're just when you're in mid conversation. Oh, Those are is fine. that is that right? Okay. Well, why don't you so, go ahead and do the intro anyway? I, I just want you. <laughs> I, I'll do no, the intro, no, no, no. but starting off with a mid conversation. Mid conversation, you're like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, the best part is Brad's first line was, "Did you get that shit?" <laughs> I was like, yeah, "What shit?" Like Even yeah, I was like, "What shit?" <laughs> All right, welcome back to Weekly Talk. We're starting with mid-conversation. That's new, isn't it? You're not new. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm telling you a lot of people do that, though. Well, I'm sure they do. There's a lot so of things. They want them to be like a lot of people. There's a lot of things they probably do on podcasts. <laughs> I do I, I, I'm like right against the bot. Like I'm outside the bots, but I'm like, I wait, I... Push right up against it. Oh, so you're literally sitting next to the box in the shade. Yeah, I'm outside so. <laughs> of it, but I'm just pushing right up against it, listening in. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're a bum. I am not a bum. <laughs> I have a home. Do you? That's a horrible joke. It can change <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Speaking of home, uh, did you see my thing up there, Brad? What does it say? Yeah, I don't know why we need to talk about that. Nobody cares. Oh, they might be interested. Nobody's interested in that right now. <laughs> when it happens, they'll be interested. Well, I mean, I'm trying to decide. I've narrowed it down to these are five places I'm choosing from to live at by 2023 when I move out is Los Angeles. I would terrible. Never. New York City. No. Terrible. Those are the two worst. Miami, Florida. That's what I told them. They're by far the two worst. <laughs> Dallas, Texas. Dallas wouldn't be too bad. And Las Vegas. I actually wouldn't mind Las Vegas. Vegas would just be expensive. It's expensive. Well, you know what's you know what's but it you know, is expensive. Living is not as high. Not as high as you, as I would have thought it would be being in Vegas. I you looked. You probably have to live out in the outskirts or something. Maybe not even all of them in the, the outskirts. Thing he was that he's been walking. Like of course that's they're still super expensive. Homes, yeah, for but, us, but like, compared to where we live. But uh, what they're they would be a lot more expensive yeah. here. The homes that they're showing there. Yeah. And like in Los Angeles, like there, I've looked Dallas at, would be the easiest for cost of living purposes. Yeah, for sure, and especially with tax. No, no state tax. But uh, the ones in Vegas, like I've looked at like on Vegas, like there's these huge, huge luxury homes that you would think would be millions of dollars, and they're like three hundred ninety-five thousand, something like that. Which for us living here is expensive still, but compared to like that's a really good deal yeah, considering a house like that. And I wouldn't mind living in Florida. I don't know about Miami though. Miami just like the. Live in Florida. That's where it had to be. Miami. That's where it had yeah. to be. Yeah, I don't. That's where the Rock Miami. lives, I think. I don't think Miami's stadium is actually in Miami, Brad. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the Dolphins. That's where the Dolphins play. Uh, yeah, where do <laughs> they I don't play? think it's. It might be in Miami, but I didn't think it was right in Miami. But it could be. I don't know. Cowboys play. Well, they play in Arlington. Yeah. Which is in. It's in. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like much a suburb of Dallas. Yeah. Which same that as wouldn't the be a bad Rangers. Area to live, like Arlington or something. Or uh, what do they call that place? Um, something park. Can't think. There's a there's a decent area down there too. Some something park. I, anyway, yeah, I can't think of it either. So, oh, I added more to our game stuff too because I. Oh, you don't even see that. I, I watched some more stuff on different things. Some some more game, new games coming out. Stuff Jake might be might be and might not be interested in all that. Where's it say? Already news? 
Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Come out next year. Oh, Resident Evil Eight. Oh, hell yeah. If it's anything like the seventh one, I'll definitely get that. uh, Miami Gardens, Florida. Miami Gardens. Okay. Oh, the Dolphin Stadium. I'm Don Shula Drive. (laughs) Oh yeah, of course. (laughs) So where you want to start, Jake? You want to start with games, TV shows? Well, I want to start with the. Because we, since we just watched that, I'm fresh on is that the Dark Side of the Ring, Chris Benoit documentary. Well, Brad, hey, don't don't that. say it like that. Because Dark Side of the Ring is not a Chris Benoit documentary. That's it's the episode. episode. No, I know it's the episode, the two part episode about that documentary series. But it's lots of different things. But even if you haven't seen that, you you still know like yeah. the gist of the Chris Benoit story. Like, but there's like a lot of revealing stuff in there I had no idea about when well, I why don't you tell thought I knew. People might not know. Yeah, explain what Dark Chris Side of the Ring is first. Okay, well, Dark Side of the Ring is. It's on Vice, isn't it? Is that like a TV channel? That's or is that a YouTube thing? Because we watched thing. it on YouTube. Yeah, it's but it's a... This was their second season. It's a TV show. It's a really good series about basically the the behind-the-scenes stories of like wrestlers. It's always yeah, it's always like the, the harsh realities, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Like they've done Montreal Screwjob. They want about uh, Bruiser Brody. Killing of Bruiser Brody, the Von Erich family tragedy. Yeah. And the one we watched. The deaths of Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Which I, that's probably the next one I'm going to watch. That's, we'll that talk, the first talk about that episode. one next time. It was really good. It was really good. But the one we watched last night, wasn't it? Yeah. Or two nights ago? Two nights ago. Yeah. Was the Chris Benoit story. Which is the only one that's had a two part so far. Yeah. It's a two parter. Because <laughs> uh, the first part was basically about like his life, and the second part was the aftermath of the. The murders and all that shit, which a lot of shit, like I, a lot more details and that stuff that I had no idea, but made it much more dark and like a lot of that. What was that called? It's, it's uh. Well, don't jump right into it. You gotta explain first. Okay, first you gotta explain what happened initially. So. Well, what happened if you if you don't if you've been if you're a wrestling so fan? Two, that, what was it? July, June, July. June or July of 2007, somewhere in there? Something like that. Somewhere yeah. of 2007. So if you don't know about the Chris Benoit, the Benoit family tragedy, the Chris, or if you know Chris Benoit is, he was a pro wrestler, super phenomenal. He was a really, if he wasn't for this, he'd be in the Hall of Fame, no doubt. But he's uh, a great, great in-ring worker. He was, he was a wrestler who it killed his family. He had, he had, a, he had two sons, didn't he? He has two, yeah, one from a previous marriage that didn't live with him, and yeah. the one he had with the wife, Nancy, who he killed. Yeah, he killed who wife. was also, would have been a Hall of Famer as well. But uh, he, it was a, what do they call it, a, a homicide, double murder, double murder, suicide. Double murder suicide. Yeah. He killed his son, killed his wife, and then killed himself. And there was a lot more, he hung himself in his garage. His gym, in his or his home gym. gym, he hung his himself home. with, uh, well, they don't really need to know, I mean, you don't need to go into detail of how he hung himself, he just hung himself in the dark. After he had, I think he, uh... Two days after he killed his wife. He yeah, wife I didn't, on, t- that's what I didn't know about. I was killed like, his man, wife on a Friday night, then... I think it was his son, like, the same night? No, the next morning, sometime the next morning, on Saturday, and then killed himself sometime Sunday. And, like, they said, like, he was, like, looking up Bible... Verse, and he placed Bibles next to their bodies. Mm-hmm. I was oh, like, what yeah. the now, fuck? Jake was pretty young. I don't know if 
I don't even know if you'll remember the, the tribute stuff, but I don't know how much wrestling Brad was watching. I don't remember watching it at the time, but I have seen it. But so if I, I did watch watching it. the show. Was it live when they did that? Like I mean when you watched it? It would have been a live show, yeah. I mean it was live on Raw, except you know, they didn't do the, You were watching it when it they happened. entered the arena and they just made it a tribute show because the night of when they because they all found out on Monday. Yeah. That's when they found him. Or found them. And so they did a tribute show because nobody knew you know, people were speculating that they had gotten carbon monoxide poisoning in their sleep and had all all died in their sleep. And of course, crazy fans were out there conspiring that he was murdered. Vince McMahon had him murdered. Oh, and had his the... family murdered. Like Vince is in the mob or something. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so they did the tribute show. Feel pretty bad for him. Well, the next night, because at that time SmackDown was on Tuesdays. They taped on Tuesdays, uh, so it was the very next night. And by then, they had found out that it wasn't carbon monoxide poisoning or anything like that, that he had killed the two of them and then killed himself. So, of course, they had to they had to backtrack their Monday show. Made it, I mean, I, I don't – I never thought they looked bad for it because they just did – you know, they didn't know. All they knew was a guy that worked for them, everybody was close to, and was dead. Yeah. But – when you went the next day, I was thinking about all the wrestler interviews and the, all the stuff they were saying about Chris, and then to find out what he did. Yeah, like, whew, that does. Twenty-four hours later, that didn't look good. Oh yeah. And at the time, of course, at that time, that's basically where I quit following the story for the most part. Was because it seemed pretty open and shut. They were pretty clear that he had killed them, then killed himself. Of course, people speculated how much roids he was on, or you know how much that played a part. Yeah, I mean, from what, they I'd, always, Roy from what I'd always understood, for he's so been on Roy since he was in high school. Seems kind of weird if you could be taking Roy since high school, that all of a sudden you'd snap in that fashion. I mean, maybe yeah. snap because everybody gets road rage. Because he did, rage, they did cover in that that he had bad anger issues too. Yeah, very bad. Uh, so for the longest time, you know, I just figured, well, you know, that's a pretty scummy thing you did. Killed your wife, killed your kid. And then you can't even face the music. You took yourself out. But the the show went in pretty deep on the amount of brain damage he had taken. CT throughout CTE. the years. Throughout the years. And there's this a guy on there. He was a wrestler. Very briefly, Jake doesn't even remember him. They. He's actually a really really smart guy. Graduated from Harvard. And part of his gimmick was he was a Harvard graduate. You know, he was on wrestling for just a couple of years, very short time. Seemed like he was going to be, you know, decent. Never looked like he was going to be anything like special because he wasn't that great on the mic. Mm-hmm. But he, he played the Harvard graduate up and kind of a smarmy guy pretty well. Well, he wound up retiring for just a couple of years because he got a bunch of concussions quickly. And he said like he had eleven. I want to say he said he had. Well, he 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 told Benoit that he had had seven. six that he knew. Ah. And probably at least a dozen more that he didn't realize were concussions when he had them in a very short amount of time. So anyway, when he heard about the Benoit thing, he went to Benoit's family about getting his brain examined because he didn't feel like it had anything to do with Roy Rage. Like all the markers to him indicated some pretty serious brain damage. So he had, of course, the dad consented, was absolutely wanted to find out. Well, they uh, studied his brain. I think it was like a month or so after the killings. 
took them by, you know, doing all the studies because they do, it's pretty intensive studies they do and pretty heavy duty work they do on it. In about a month's time, they, they did a press conference and showed where he had an enormous amount of CTE built up in his brain. Just like Ridiculous. stuff like they had never seen on somebody 40 years yeah. old. Like basically like an 85, like an 80, 85 year old Alzheimer's and dementia patient. Like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the brain of that kind of person. And it was all over his brain. So their belief is that. Because of where it's at, in the in the places in the brain where it's at, because they can show on the yeah. the deal where they're all at, that it would absolutely alter your personality, alter your mood, and you know, of course, nobody has any idea unless you can study somebody while they're alive as it's going on. There's no way of, of knowing how much it affects yeah. those things. But it was pretty crazy to think he had had that. I mean. I don't guess that crazy considering the job and the man that just punishment they take, especially chair in his time, because they would take the the unprotected chair shots to the head all the time. Ridiculous! He did that off the top rope headbutt thing, which is just ridiculously dangerous. Yeah. So not I guess guess it's really surprising that he's had that amount of damage, but just just crazy to think that you know maybe. Maybe if he got away from wrestling sooner, maybe if he didn't let that build up, because they show, like, through the interviews and stuff, they talked about after Eddie Guerrero had died, which mm -hmm. is Benoit's best friend, he, like, went on a super depressed downhill, like, he wouldn't talk to people, he didn't have much to do with mm -hmm. them, they, the, the people he wouldn't have anything to do with, like Eddie's wife, his mm -hmm. wife, you know, a few close friends, said he would just, he would literally just cry for hours and hours and hours when he was at home. Uh, after Eddie died, for literally months and months and months after, afterwards, like it completely devastated. One of them, uh, guy's name is Chavo. Chavo Guerrero, his which is, uh, Eddie's nephew. nephew. Described it like Benoit. It was almost like Benoit had lost a wife, or something. That was how devastating it was. What does they even say? Like they never seen. Like he was. He never showed emotion. Yeah, and until then. that point, he was just you know cool. Never showed any emotion. You know, you never really knew if he was upset or mad or he just always smiling, good guy. And then after Eddie's death, he just kind of, like, he just plummeted. And anyway, they, they the Chris guy, the, Nor the Nowitzki, I don't even know if that's his real last name, Christopher Nowitzki, the one that does all the studies on the brain, mentioned that he had talked to Chris about six or seven months before that happened, and Chris had knew he was writing a book on concussion stuff mm -hmm. and was like super interested in knowing everything that he he feels like Chris maybe knew something wasn't right. Like he yeah. of course he doesn't you know he's not a brain so he doesn't know uh, to details of exactly what but he was super interested in finding out. So I guess maybe maybe he felt like there was something going on wrong with him. Yeah. And plus, you know, I'm I know like I've never bought the steroids being the cause. But I'm sure using that amount of steroids doesn't help. Doesn't help when you've got those kind of injuries as well. I mean, because steroids can alter your mood as well. They, I mean, they give people roid rage. Yeah. Combine that with that CTE. I mean, God knows what could happen to you. And he supposedly had like ten times the amount of testosterone as a normal human being in his body. 
when he died. Like, it's just an, an ungodly amount. And he probably couldn't quit taking the steroids then. Because once you take well, no, for so no. many I mean, he, years, they said he'd been taking literally them since high shuts off making it. Yeah, yeah, they said he'd been taking them since high school. He had no choice. There's no that, way. I mean, yeah, he, he took to them so it. he could be muscular because, of course, obviously he's like 5'8". Mm. You know, he's never going to get tall. So the only way he could stand out in wrestling, other than, you know, the guy was a phenomenal in-ring worker. If you watch Red like guy was phenomenal yeah. in the ring. But, uh, you know, when you, especially back then, especially when he first broke in, man, guys, his size just didn't get looked at. They just too little. And he did everything he could to be as muscular as he could so he could at least look strong. Then, you know, it's a damn shame because probably helped to deteriorate his body a great deal. He, even said, he told him, like, he asked him how many he has had. He said he was way too many to count. Yeah, yeah, he did ask. He asked Benoit at the time how many he how many concussions he had had, and Benoit told him more than he could ever count. He had he had no idea how many he had had at that point. Well, that's just crazy. I mean, that's just insane. Now, of course, can't really can't bag on wrestling or or any others because people just didn't know. Yeah, they didn't yeah, know the how serious that is how bad that is over the long term effects especially that many like i mean now they'd never let you do that i mean he would no. you know because even even nfl is now taking yeah they make yeah, they, they make you come out and, uh, and uh, like union. in wrestling man like you get two or three in a short amount of time you're they're they're ending your career for you doctors aren't clearing you no more yeah well, i'm so i'm surprised they never ended like they never made alexa bliss retire she had a lot in a short amount of time she probably was dangerously close yeah same, what, I mean, same thing with Daniel Bryan. He had to go away for, what, four yeah. years? Two years. Two, yeah. No, it was longer than that, wasn't it? Was it only two Well, years? He, he officially retired for two years. But like, he wasn't wrestling for, like, I think, three years. Yeah, like, he, he had to go away for a while. Yeah. Because they didn't, I mean, they didn't think they were ever going to clear. But that's crazy to me, too, to think you've had those kind of concussions. I mean, everybody knows the Benoit thing now. Mm-hmm. Like, why would, there's no reason wrestling would not be worth that. Yeah. Nothing would be worth that. Like you know what this potentially I, could lead to, and you want to get back in. Like, I know, and I can't believe for him. You've already done everything. You've yeah. already been the ma- like. There's no There's nothing else for you to do. Yeah. And it's just like, I can't believe that he actually got cleared after all. Like I would think he would never like. It really makes me question like the. The, uh, how reliable those whoever's clearing him are like you. This guy, like you, were, you, you said, like he should never wrestle well, doctors, ever again, and you're like, well, actually, you probably like doctors. Are I don't know if I trust your opinions. word. You're never gonna, you're never gonna find doctors probably unanimously all on the same yeah. page. Well, it's just like the nine out of ten dentists. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever that one fucking dentist. There's always gonna be yeah. somebody that's gonna say, oh no, it's not that bad, or oh no, you could, you could work with that, or it's dangerous, and I don't, I don't think. I don't think the doctors do that to be jerks. I really don't. I, I, I believe that they believe that they're probably fine to go to work. And some of them probably look at it and think, well, this is how the dude makes his living. I mean, I'm not going to tell the guy he doesn't have a right to go make his living. Yeah. Well, that'd be a tough spot to be in as a doctor because you have to decide between, well, this guy's not going to make the right choice for himself, so I just I have to make it for him. I'm just telling him you just, you just can't. You just can't do it. Which thankfully that's happening more and more, you know, especially in like NFL, you know, contact stuff. They're getting more serious about slowing them down and and making them quit. When and well, we've seen it in the NFL the last couple of years. We guys are they're taking it serious. They're retiring after a year, two years in football. 
if they're having concussion, they're not they're not playing around with it no more. Yeah. What's that? Is that Will Smith movie? That's what that's about, right? Yes. He, he plays, he plays the doctor who's, I think, one of the leading experts on. Those concussions. That brought to light CTE. I cannot remember the name of it. Uh, I think it's called Concussion. I think it is called Concussion, yeah. And it looks really good. It, it came out a few it. years ago, right about as this was exploded, where they were really starting to get into making the change. He plays the guy who basically brought to the forefront just how dangerous this stuff was and, and how serious it needed to be taken. That's, yeah, like the movies in particular is about the NFL. Uh, yeah, concussions in the NFL and, and how he fought the NFL to to get these changes put in place. Well, oh, hell, that uh, Ortiz Liddell fight that they just had, man, I think that's a big part of Liddell's problem. Dude, Chuck Liddell's gonna die in the he's, ring. He's he's oh, yeah. had so if, if many they don't stop letting that man get in, been knocked in there, out so many he's, times. He's gonna die. Muhammad Ali too. It's literally a, gonna kill him if they keep letting him get yeah. in. And that, that's what happens when like. You keep letting them do it, like these shitty little places that, like, oh, well, they're your big name. We'll let you fucking yeah. almost well, die in the rain, possibly. That, that's like, what you that's get what when you do De La Hoya's bullcrap. He's a boxer, yeah. and he's trying to promote MMA. He don't know dick about MMA. And that's that's what happens when And that's... you're letting up. Chuck's got to be in his mid-40s. Uh, he's almost had, 50, he I had, think. He's probably in his 50s. He might be. And he hadn't fought in years at that point. And the last handful of times he yeah. fought, he didn't need to fight. And he has not aged well. And everybody like, knows how much Dana White loves him. If Dana White's not letting you in the octagon, that should be a signal to everybody in the world. Yeah. Like, we probably shouldn't be doing this. Well, he's probably the most strict about that kind of stuff. I mean, he loves him from Chuck Liddell. And he knows how much money Chuck Liddell oh, makes yeah. for him, and he won't let him in. Chuck Liddell was my favorite for so long. Like, he's well, the he reason was, I liked MMA. He was the face of the UFC. Oh, he, was, he was awesome. Oh, yeah. I loved Chuck Liddell. But when I was a kid, he was my favorite. I hate what people are going to remember. I mean, the end of his career is is he, a joke. It's oh yeah. sad. He got knocked out like every the last time he four got fights. in. And <clears throat> that Ortiz fight in particular, it's just first of all, if I'm Ortiz, I would have I would have turned around and walked out. I yeah. left in the middle. As soon as you saw the way he was moving, I'm not doing it. You're literally beating up an old man who can't get out of his own way anymore. Yeah. And that thing that it I was disgusting how yeah. awful it was. It literally it looked like if I got in there, having never done it, like that's how I would move yeah. in the octagon. But it's literally, just, it was even so the bad. Who, who paid to watch were like, this is not something that should have ever been done. No, it yeah. shouldn't have been. As a matter, De La Hoya should be fine for that. You should get fined because yeah. you took a man's. I realize he's doing it too. Like obviously mm. he. Sometimes, though, those guys, you got to take the choice out of their hands. This guy like Chuck yeah. Liddell, he probably would choose to die and go out yeah. fighting. Mm. Sometimes you got to tell them enough is enough. You can't do this no more. And it's like, I don't understand. Like, I understand wanting to have, like, you don't want to be remembered in a certain way, but, like, here's the thing. For, for All your, anybody's going to remember now is your last four or five fights where you got smoked. Well, here, the thing that I don't understand about that is, like, the, your fans, the ones who actually matter that you should be thinking about, is like they're not going to remember the fact that you lost your last couple fights. They're going to remember that you were a badass and they were a fan of you. No, you know where, and you know where I like, wish his career had ended? This, is, to me, would have been the perfect ending. Because after Rampage had knocked him out, he lost the title. Uh, he came back and fat, fought Vanderlei Silva. <clears throat> and beat him in a decision. It was a great fight. He took a bunch of hard shots again, gave out a bunch of hard shots and won. Should have been where they should have made him stop 
right there. You never should have yeah. been allowed to fight again after that. Because that's the last time he looked good. Everything after that yeah. was just, it was a joke. I, I mean, I guess other than four minutes and four and a half minutes of the first round against Rich Franklin, when he did look like the old Chuck Liddell and he was yeah. curb stomping Franklin and then got knocked out by a broken man, by a man's broken arm. <laughs> I mean, he broke Franklin's arm and Franklin knocked him out. They should have probably looked at that shit on him too because he got knocked out so easily on punches that don't normally knock. They would just barely tap his jaw and he would... He had a shattered would, jaw. I, I am curious about that because the general thing they always say for boxing and in particular in May is the one time you once a guy gets knocked, knocked out, out, it's, it's super easier. easy to knock him out after that. Like yeah. It just... It goes like that. Like Chuck Liddell, that used to be the thing. He would stand there and you could just... It was like hitting the fucking side of a building. You could just keep hitting him and you couldn't drop him. And then once... And, and really, when Rampage knocked him out, the one Rampage knocked him out with wasn't that... I mean, he had taken way, way worse punches mm -hmm. for years. That one really wasn't that devastating a punch, and it knocked him smooth out. Yeah. And now, every time since then, like... I mean, Rich Franklin knocked him out cold. Rashad Evans knocked him out cold. Tito Ortiz just beat the brakes off of him. It it's ugly. Like it just they're ugly, ugly fights. Yeah. I just never understood someone like in his case where it's like, oh, I don't want him to be who keeps fighting because like I don't want to be remembered in the so like you the only people that you should worry about remembering you in a certain way are your fans and they're not gonna remember you for the as only a reason they're fans remember, remember the losses is because you lost a bunch of the role with you should yeah, quit. He liked well, his yeah. fans but he didn't give a crap about yeah. that. He partied yeah, he just liked, so yeah. much. Yeah. The thing for MMA, I think, anyway, for MMA fighters, it's not so much they're worried about what the fans think. They just they don't know what else they want to do. Yeah. I think it's that way for football players, too. That's why you see some hold on longer than they should. Wrestlers, too. Ric Flair. Yeah. They just they don't – if they're not a wrestler, if they're not an NFL football player, if they're not an MMA icon – then they don't know what they are. Yeah. Like, they don't – that's who they are. And well, they don't know how to be anything else. That's the other thing. It's like, when, especially in this case, when he keeps coming back, it's like, it's like, for someone like Chuck Liddell, it's like, you have nothing to prove. Like No. you. He never has There's no to reason prove. for you to keep doing it. You have Dude, nothing you to prove. you some of the biggest names yeah. in your time. Like, I would understand somebody who, like, just got started and didn't even get to have a title or anything. Like, okay, I understand you being so then when you're trying to, sure of wanting to come yeah. back and still come back. But – You've been on. You've done everything. Like you've got nothing to prove. Yeah. When you when you've already been there, you've been at the top. Everybody I mean, knows that you were this, a badass. This guy beat Tito when Tito wasn't getting beat by anybody. This guy beat Randy Couture when Randy Couture was basically God in the MMA world. Yeah. He didn't have anything to prove. You've beaten, and then like I said, he fought Vanderlei Silva when everybody for years thought Vanderlei would just mop the floor with him, and he beat him. That's like with Cerrone. Like, he, hasn't he lost like his last handful of fights now? He's and lost. I, he's I think, clearly done. He's I think he's lost three or four in a row. I think. Like I'm like you. I think you're about. It's about time for Cerrone's you. Cerrone's another up. one that. But he's, he's like, been, I just love to do this. Time. He's been doing it for so long, but. Yeah, but you you got at some point you got to start thinking about your long term health, and it's up, not up worth until it. this last Connor fight. I mean, those fights have been good fights. Yeah, Cerrone They're always puts on a good fights. show. He's still a tough yeah. dude. Cerrone's always going to be a tough guy. Yeah. But those are the guys in particular that you really got to watch. You got to watch out for them. Because Cerrone's so tough, he's never going to think, I can't do this. Yeah. And you don't need any more beatings. Like, I mean, you just don't need them. They're, they're not good for you. Yeah. 
And that beating he took from you don't need beatings like that. Yeah, that should have been waiter call like listen, you, you especially for for him too, like he's got nothing to prove. There's now, no I mean, I know he never got to win a title. He had some title shots. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's true. Donald Donald is one of those guys that he's always gonna super tough, mm-hmm. puts on great fights, will fight anyone, isn't scared, but he's like the gatekeeper. Oh, you want a title shot? Well, you got to beat Donald Cerrone. If you can get through Cerrone, then you probably belong up at the main event. Yeah. He's the guy that, if you couldn't get through Cerrone, you didn't belong up there. He was like the gatekeeper to go into that next He's level. He's arguably the greatest to ever have a title. Not to I mean, to never have a title. Maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of guys that He's have up there title, for the greatest there. to never Donald Cerrone's fantastic, and I've never yeah. seen a Cerrone fight that wasn't entertaining. Yeah. He's always entertaining. And he always is, wants to push the fight. He's tough. I mean, I got nothing but great respect for. But, but he's he's somebody one of those step dudes in. that if you put anybody in front of him, he'd be like, "Yeah, I'll fight him." Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I love about him. He doesn't care who they are. Oh, two days notice, I'll take it. A week notice, I'll take it. I'm supposed to fight at one fifty five, but you only fight at one set. I'll do it. Oh, I'm supposed to do one seventy. I need to get to one fifty five. Gotcha. I'll go do it. Yeah, love it. The guy has no fear. It's the biggest reason I have great respect for Nate Diaz. He doesn't care yeah. who you are. He doesn't care what venue, what weight class, how long he's got to get ready. He'll fight you. And he's always going to fight the same way. He's going to take damage from you. He's going to let you wear yourself out. And then he's going to show you that he's got better cardio than literally anybody else doing it. And he's going to beat you up in the fourth and fifth round. I have a great deal of respect for Nate because he doesn't fear anybody. Yeah. that's I do. I can't wait. If they ever get to do him and Mazdaval too, that would be such a huge buy rate. Because how it much will. bullshit the first one ended. Because that was a good fight. It was a great. We oh, were that, robbed. That, that out was of that Diaz. was on the cusp of being a legendary fight. Yeah. I think if that could have went the fourth and fifth round, it would have been legendary. Diaz was. Because that's when Diaz turns it on. It should have. It should and have. Had they been in Vegas or so, it would have. I mean, that's just a New York doctor being overly cautious. I mean, some doctors are. But Nate Diaz fights with that cut all the time. I mean, that, yeah, he literally gets cut in that same spot all the time because yeah, he's they, got so much scar tissue you can sneeze on they it had, and he'll bust open. stopped the bleeding. Yeah, it wasn't getting in his eyes. He could see. He was ready to go. So I, That's where I think, unless, unless you feel like the guy's got a concussion or something, mm-hmm. I think fighters should have a little more say in a, in a fight, in the particular fight. On whether they get to go or not. Yeah. If that fighter's telling you, I mean, you can clearly see, you know, he's shaking his hand, do what you want to do, and he wants to, then you got to let him fight. Yeah. I mean, unless that blood is literally pouring in his eye, then yes, of course, you've got to stop it because then he can't see. And you're just asking to get your face caved in if you can't see the punches coming. But they had got the blood stopped. He fights like that all the time. It, You know, it's nothing new. And he was ready to go. You just, you robbed them both. I mean, yeah. They had a chance to put on the kind of fight that would be remembered like Forrest Griffin and Stefan mm-hmm. Bonner's fight. That kind of fight where people are talking about it forever. Because well, it would have been that of kind the of fight. greatest fights ever. Oh, yeah. Griffin and Bonner won was just... It put UFC on the national map because that thing was two dudes just going for it. And they and gave just, both of them contracts. Just beating each other down. And it was amazing. It was amazing neither one of them dropped. I, I was impressed. I didn't even like Stefan Bonner before that fight, but I gained a lot of respect for him. He's like, dude, 
Anybody that could stand in the middle of the ring like that and just trade blows. The only thing was that was his only good fight. That was fight. his only good fight. Yeah. I mean, the guy just wasn't that... He's very talented, but not on the highest levels of MMA kind of talent. Yeah, but if he can go that hard and that good against Forrest Griffin, who won the belt, but he couldn't do it any other time... Sometimes, man. One, on any one given night, you just have the ability to... To summon everything. Well, that like, I, this I know is there, what it's about. there's a lot of if they they didn't make weight right or if they didn't eat enough or right. that, there, that that alters yeah. everything. And <clears throat> one of the things I think I I sort of get it, <clears throat> but this annoys me. <clears throat> Excuse me. The weights. I, I'm I'm all for the weight classes. There should be weight classes. We don't need to see. Conor McGregor fighting yeah, Brock Lesnar. We don't. We don't want so to see many in between weight classes. Right. That it's, There's probably it's too fucking many. ridiculous. There's probably too many weight classes at this point. But my biggest concern with the weight classes is this: they need to be a little more strict on making people fight in the weight class they should be fighting in. These guys that clearly walk around should be fighting at 205 that are dropping down to 170 just so they can be bigger than everybody. That's stupid. One that's that is not good on your body. That your long term health. That's not good yeah, but for see, you. What they on, they only have to uh, make weight that's that cool. day and don't can't they like they can gain some pounds. They they make weight on Friday for the fights on Saturday. It's still recording. I must say, don't touch nothing. See, it's still recording. It's got a. Uh, yeah, they got to make weight on Fridays. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they spend all the rest of Friday and Friday night and Saturday getting fluid back in themselves and basically gaining a little bit of weight back. Uh, but that, that to me, is the biggest part of it. Like, if you watch some of those guys, like I've watched the documentary stuff on, like, uh, the dude that beat uh, Anderson Silva. His name is not coming to me at the moment. He was the first guy to beat him. Uh, I can't remember. Gosh dang it. I watched him cut weight. It's... It's stupid what he has to do to get down to 185. I mean, the dude's sitting in a fucking sauna the night before a mm -hmm. weigh-in just burning his body out. I've seen him laying uh, DC on the fucking ground piling hot-ass fucking towels on him the night before a 205 fight to get himself down to... That's dumb. That is evident... You don't belong at that weight class. That's dangerous. You're going to die doing that. Somebody will die making a weight cut like that. They need to be more strict. If yeah. you can't easily make that weight, then you don't fight at that weight. You fight at the next weight. Make them fight where they should be. Now, I realize that that screws people like John Jones and them who would have to fight where they belong. Oh, well, we'll get into him. <laughs> we will. We will, but... You know, and, and one of my favorite fighters ever. That would hurt George St. Pierre's legacy because he's not going to dominate 185 the way he dominated 170. Because he was a huge 170. Yeah, but just At 185, he's, a nad, he's an average 185-er. Conor McGregor, didn't he get uh, three belts or was it two? He's done two, but he's fought at three weight classes. Yeah. He fought at 145 where he won a title, 155 where he won a title, and he fought at 170. But see, now his is different. He's going up. Mm -hmm. He's not... He didn't get 145 and say, hey, let me chop down to that 135 belt. Let me get down to that 125 belt. Yeah. He's yeah, not going down, you know. The only thing is, if you're going to go one way, you're going to have to yeah. go the other two. But 
you know, Anderson Silva, he fought at 185, and then he fought at 205, so he fought up. He didn't fight down. But can you imagine, I mean, Anderson Silva was a, was a twig at 185. If that dude had tried to drop to 170, because he claimed he was going to at one point because George St. Pierre wouldn't come up to 185 to fight him, how are you going to function? You don't have any fat on you at 185. What are you going to do to get to 170? You going to chop a leg off? Now, what's this about John Jones? We want to talk oh, about? Oh, John Jones, yeah. John Jones is Mr. a piece Mr. of John trash. Mr. John Jones, the biggest piece of trash in UFC history. <laughs> I haven't seen yet where they've officially they stripped him. him. Since I've, since I've heard they're going to officially strip him, but I haven't seen it happen yet. Got arrested For again because he was drunk driving. Had no license on him. Oh, motherfucker. I believe he had no active insurance on his car. And apparently fired off a firearm. They found shells in his car. Uh, which he's not even allowed to have a firearm. I don't think. I, th I think that's Well, right. then he's been going to prison for quite a while. Well, he could be going to jail. It's Well, I mean, he's rich, though. So, I mean, the, yeah. the chances that he's going to go to jail are pretty slim. The, they'll be, the judge will be a fan of him, most likely. But uh, So will the jury. There is a chance, because he's broken some, I think, some parole. Not parole, but some... I wouldn't doubt it. How, the last whatever where he got into a car accident, came back for the drugs. Yeah, I don't hit, think he hit could a have a firearm. Hit that. a pregnant woman. Yeah, hit I don't a pregnant think he woman. Have a firearm. Car. So I mean, he could be in some trouble. Now I haven't seen UFC officially strip him yet. Uh, my understanding is whoever he was supposed to fight next is fighting somebody. I don't know for the intern title or there's, they're going to do an intern title anyway. But for for me though, forget all. There should be a. This is beyond the point of suspension. That you should never be allowed to. You're done. Yeah. He's Dana White should say you can't fight here anymore. Now I know why he won't, because Must Bellator is going to snatch him right up the second UFC says you're gone. You can't fight here. Bellator's going to say, oh, "We'll take him. We'll snatch yeah. him right up and use him," because he's a name, and yeah. there are nobody trying to build themselves. Yeah, but see, then the only thing that's going to suck is literally nobody in Bellator is going to be able to do anything against him. No, he's yeah. going to, he's going to, I mean, being completely fair, he hasn't had any real competition in UFC, and, I mean, the first time he fought DC was the last time he had real competition. Yeah, and he only won and that because he was cheating. had a good chance that, but he was cheating. Both times both, yeah, both. fights, he cheated. Yeah, I don't. But that's, so that's God knows only, how many other fights. That's the John only Jones time he's on. had any real competition. Now the other fights, I mean, even if he's cheating, I mean, he beat these guys so quickly and yeah. so, but like, you, you weren't beating him. You, you just weren't going to beat John Jones. It's clear you were not in his league. DC was. The cheating screwed DC. DC had a shot to beat him. Yeah, but it's just like the last John Jones fight. They let him fight anyways because they said. The drugs were still in his system from the previous yeah, time, yeah, which has just never ridiculous. happened at over a fucking year, two years, two years. The same set, dude. No, you're full of shit. <laughs> I don't like guess what? Until he, it's out of his system. He ain't fighting. That didn't happen. Now I didn't see his last fight. I have heard a lot of people were upset that a lot of it, people didn't think he won. No, they thought he got. The, oh, yeah, champion, the champion's favor. Which champion which does get? They, they get They that. have earned That's, that right if, by if being If you couldn't champion. win the fight yourself, yeah. then I mean technically... And everybody that I've said thought he didn't win it, they said That's the reason he won it. Because the guy won, but not convincingly enough for the for judge to be overwhelmingly like, well, we got to give it to him. Yeah. And that's why when you're going for a title, you can't yeah, leave it to the judge's hands. No. You've got to beat the guy. 
because they're going to fight. They're going to almost every time favor the champion because the champion has earned that right. He is the champion. You do have to beat him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I heard but that last my, fight. My biggest really problem is that this is now going to be this is the third time he's held the belt. It's going to be the third time that he doesn't lose the belt to somebody. They're going to take it from him. So he never loses to anybody. Now, again, probably wasn't going to lose to anybody anyway. I mean, I don't know who's in the 205 division now, top to bottom anyway. I haven't seen anybody that's going to beat him that I've seen fight. They're just not on his level. Yeah, but apparently in that last fight, it's not that the fighter was that good. It's John Jones looked that worse. Oh, I believe it. I mean, he's getting older now, too, and he's not fighting consistently. Mm -hmm. He's going to start getting worse. So, Sooner or later, he's going to get beat by somebody who has no business beating him just yeah. because John Jones, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't take a serious enough. So I, I but, think some of these <clears throat> other fighters might be able to beat him now. He's, he's but that, that, that in itself irritates me. Because if you had, first of all, if you had busted him like you should have to begin with and really punished him, maybe he wouldn't have been cheating the whole time and then DC probably yeah, would have beat him. Right when, after he failed that first time, then they they, cha that's when they, they changed, changed the rule, so then he got to fail again and not get booed right. for lifetime. Right, right, right. I think when he did the hit and run was when they changed the rules to three fails and mm. and you're out, which was already, I think he was already on his second at that war, maybe yeah. just his first, the DUI and then that. But then he failed a second one with DC. Now, the way the rules were set up at that time, that should have triggered an automatic three-year ban. He should have been banned immediately for three years. It was three or five years at the time, which essentially would have ended his career. Like, you just, three to five years and you can't fight, mm -hmm. like, it's over, bro. You're not getting, I mean, you've been in your early 30s, you had fought in five years, nobody's watching you fight again. Yeah. But they didn't do that. They didn't count his first one. Yep. They let him get away with the first one because the rules were changed after the first one. So it was a way to, for money to be able to get around it. Well, I don't care. The dude has done a hit and run. He's failed drug tests multiple times yep. now. That's four instances as far as I'm concerned. At some point, you have to start thinking about the image of your company. Yeah. Is like that who you two, want? Two giant title <clears throat> fights were null and void because he failed yeah, drug because tests. because he failed drug tests. They, and one in, one in between the two, they had to cancel because mm -hmm. they couldn't let him fight because he failed a drug test. Was that one? I know there was one with Cormier that they canceled. That was that was the one because he, he tested positive the first time he fought Cormier, so they stripped him of the belt. They got the second one set up to fight again. That was the one they had to pull him two or three days before because he tested positive. And then didn't didn't they fight for the interim belt? DC won that. DC won and the then interim the, time. The, then they fought the third time, and he beat DC to get the belt back. They immediately stripped him of the belt and gave it back to DC because he failed the test again. That's three, that's three fails just in the, the fights with DC. And, he's, and he, got, uh, he got away with it. And plus the DUI thing to go along with that. I mean, come on, man. How many times does he have to kill somebody before you're going to say yeah. enough is enough? Yeah, but if, if they can get onto all these sports athletes, if you, like, for beating your wife or something, they're like, you're banned. We don't want yeah. you. Which, yeah. And they should. I have no problem. They should. I have no problem with that, but but hit and runs and all yes, the shit he's doing. Be, be that way with everything. If you're hit and running somebody, do that. Pregnant is, woman. Yeah, you you hit your car. Pregnant is bad enough. Yes, it's bad. It's bad enough regardless. It's a hit and run. But he yeah. ran back. That's it. He ran you back to get his drugs you and run off. Not get yeah. another shot. And I don't want to hear anybody with the oh everybody makes mistakes. That's not a mistake. 
You make a mistake when you don't know what you did wrong. Yeah. When you do a hit and run, you knew it was wrong. That's not a mistake. That's you choosing to be an asshole. You shouldn't get a buy. You shouldn't get a pass for that. He was so stupid. He hit the car, and then he left the car. He mm -hmm. ran on foot, which is so dumb. Your insurance and your registration is in that car. You don't think they're gonna figure out who the fuck it belongs to? Yeah. Not to me, even if he died. What are you gonna that. say? Oh, he got stole. I guarantee Probably. that's what he was gonna say. Is he got stole. Yeah. Okay. You better hope there's not a camera at any gas station or anything around town. They see you driving that car that night. And even then, like you know, like even like he didn't say that. Like said like it wasn't his car or blah blah blah. Like he's still fingerprints and shit, all that stuff. It's just dumb. They they should be way more. Way, and this is the problem with all of sports, not just UFC. I don't, I'm not trying to bag UFC. All sports is like this. They're reactionary instead of getting out in front of things. They yeah. wait until something bad happens before they like, – like the domestic violence thing with the women. Why did you have to wait until guys beat the living fuck out of women to be like, oh, bro, we, we can't have that? Yeah. Why was that not always understood from the beginning? Yeah. We shouldn't have to have a Ray Rice video of him beating the fuck out of a chick in a – Elevator to be like, hey, you know, we should probably do something about this. Yeah. No shit. You should have done something about it a long time ago. That should have been understood. Yeah, but they try to get away with as much as they can because if they can make money or do anything, then they... And that's it. It's it's always about the dog. Oh, we're going to let them get away with it as long as we can because if they make money. If this doesn't come out, then we're, we're fine. Right. But if, if it does, then we'll cut and it. And see, that's yeah. where I think... I know it's it's tough. I you know I don't know how all the stuff... But I would be in favor of, I don't know, somebody, the government, whoever... When you're NFL, the NFL or the MLB or who, when you blatantly hide that shit, you blatantly disregard it. Be like, I'm just gonna act like it didn't happen unless it comes out. Something should happen. Yeah. I mean, there needs to be a penalty to the up. If you don't penalize, you're basically the NFL. They have no reason to give a shit. Like, yeah, now it's the public image. We're gonna make it look good. Yeah, but that's We're gonna a, hit these guys a, for that. That's a slippery slope on shit that people I, are just get. Create something. I mean, it doesn't have to be the government, but something like you know, MMA has the mm -hmm. the the commission or whatever it is. You know, there needs to be something that says if you're blatantly overlooking this because you want to make money, okay. Well, when you get caught, you're taking the fall too. Yeah. All right, you're going to blatantly overlook that John Jones is a piece of shit? That's cool. Make all the money you can because when it comes out, we're going to hit you too. UFC, you you're going to get fined. You're going to get shit happen to you. We're going to pull licenses in places, and we'll see how you like that. Then maybe you'll take it a little more serious. I mean, the only course of action here is you're going to keep letting John Jones do it until he hits and kills somebody with a car or shoots someone or whatever. Like, why do you got to wait until it gets to the worst case scenario before you say, yeah, but see, this no is, more John this Jones. This is just saying John Jones got caught on this one. How many times has he done it before? Right. Yeah, he has he's not got in caught. his car. What else has this he done? This is the done? second time he's been caught with a drinking, driving, high thing. You know, the hit and run and now this. Well, I'm not a genius, but I feel pretty comfortable that if he's done this twice and he's been caught, probably does it a lot. Yeah. So oh, yeah. He just hasn't got caught. And that's, like those fighters say, it's ridiculous. Dude, you, you're John Jones. You make so much goddamn mm -hmm. Hire a fucking driver. Right. There's no reason for you to be driving. Hire somebody to drive your ass around. I know you got homeboys hanging around looking for something. Give them some money. Kick it back to them. That keeps you out of trouble, gives them something to do. They can help keep you out of trouble. 
Invest in yourself. Yeah. Well, this, they, listen, he doesn't, think he, has a, he doesn't think he has a problem. That's the point. He, oh, is, clearly, he, he thinks he's his, just fine. He's like, his, oh, uh, I'm not doing anything wrong. His Twitter, his, his Twitter video he posted the other day where he now has a new hobby. It's riding a like a motorized scooter out in the desert with a GoPro camera on. This is his new hobby. This is his new hobby because you know because he can't drive. So we'll get on the scooter now and ride the scooter around to do. He's basically mocking the fact that oh yeah, I did that and uh, there ain't gonna be shit happen to me because I'm John yeah. Jones. Look, you're John Jones. This is what I know. Mike Tyson went to jail and he was Mike fucking Tyson. Yeah. So they will get you eventually, and you will go to jail. O.J. Simpson. Sooner or later, they'll take it out of your damn hands. O.J. Simpson was fucking O.J. Simpson, and he went to jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, he got away with a more serious crime. Though. No, yeah, but like he did, I mean, he he did go to jail. He went to jail, but he also ran from the cops. Yeah. There was a giant But, but he, he got away yeah. with that one. He, he got away with the killing. He went to jail for yeah, but armed robbery of his own stuff. Dean, did the glove fit? <laughs> if it don't fit, you must quit. <laughs> one of the greatest lines to ever come out of that. <laughs> Dude, that was that was the Kardashian's dad. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, they were friends. Him and Johnny Cochran. They were friends. I think that Johnny Cochran guy's dead now. Yeah, I think so. Big Tom Moore. Actually, I'm not even sure. Is the Kardashian guy alive? I think no. he's dead, too. No, I think he's dead. It's crazy. Both those high... Profile lawyers, man, that I like. I mean, because would you marry a tranny? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? No. <laughs> no! <laughs> I didn't mean it, it was a joke! <laughs> Alright, um, what about, uh, what's this stuff about the, uh. Right, what's all this game stuff that you wrote down? We've got some game stuff. We got, uh. Well, I want to hear about Godfall. You have it written up there. Godfall. Okay. Don't know. We still don't know a whole lot about it. It's supposed to come out with the PS5. It's supposed to be a launch game. Yeah, I heard that. That looks cool. It's supposed to be ushering in a somewhat new, you know, everything like Destiny 2, everything Borderlands looter shooters, right? This is supposed to be the looter slasher. Well, it was like a. I seen from the video it was like a third person, like Diablo. Yeah. Looks really good. Uh, I haven't seen any more new. Now I did see. Uh, yeah. I did see where, uh, um, God, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought there. Oh, already, of course, there. this is going to be one of the games that's supposedly going to kill Destiny. And, and maybe it will. Yeah. But right off the bat, fundamentally, it's different from Destiny. It's a slasher. Destiny's a shooter. Uh, you're going to need some really great lore. Uh, it's tough. To, it's tough to knock Destiny off if you don't have the lore. Now this might wind up being a bit. See, I don't. The multiplayer aspect. I don't know how good it's going to be with a slasher. It, uh, well, I think it'll. It'll kind of be like Destiny. Will be like, it's, it's doing the same thing. It's a three-party. My, my understanding from what I read last night is it's taking some stuff from Destiny. It's taking some stuff from. Uh, uh, maybe Borderlands. It's taking some stuff from some different games. Good games. Uh, and trying to perfect it, so good chance that might, and, and it is a release, you know, a launch title. So hopefully, it's well, good. my understanding too is all the video everybody has seen of that so far is PS4 video. It's not even oh. PS5 video. 
So what we've seen that already looks amazing is going to actually be better. Uh, I am looking forward yep. to that one. That one's one. Uh, people are really talking up this Halo Infinite as mm. the next. I'm, I'm a little confused because unless they're completely changing how Halo is played, Halo is just a first-person shooter like COD. But yeah, from but what you, I was listening to, they think Halo might be changing, going more the the Destiny route mm -hmm. to that style of game. Well, I mean, a few years, well, that's probably quite a few years ago now, on the uh, 360 there was a Halo game that was kind of like, uh, you remember Red Faction, like those overview? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They made one that was like that. Oh. So, I mean, may, I'm, of course, I'm not going to have an Xbox, so it doesn't matter, and I hate Halo anyway, but uh, that's believed to be a game that people think, if they're changing it like the rumors people are hearing, to be more Destiny, looter, shooter, travel the world, it'll be, and it probably would compete just because, you know, in name value alone, Halo's a huge franchise yeah, name. But that is a Xbox big departure. Flagship. It's a big departure from futuristic Call of Duty first-person shooter type stuff to, oh, let's go be like Destiny 2 now and be a looter. That's, it's a two, that's a totally different realm. That might be difficult. Yeah, but see, Destiny has made so many slip-ups that if people just corrected those, it, they could... Yeah, if somebody would come along game. and take Destiny's base model and make the changes that need to be made, they would have a fantastic game. Destiny's really good, but it's got these components that need change that they just yeah they don't or they change it too late or they don't change it yeah, with the stuff they need to change it's just it with. like they implemented that thing where they're retiring guns it's yeah, like I why? Hate it. absolutely and i see a bunch of people they're they're all for it because they want to make more of the sandbox use they want to make it more diverse is their deal the problem is is that it's not going to do that Initially, yes, probably. Why people figure out whatever the next thing is to replace the recluse and the mountaintop. But as soon as they find what replaces it, they're just going to use that. And it's still going to be the same four yeah, or five weapon men. And they're going to have to retire those. It doesn't make any sense. They're just going to get caught in the same cycle. Yes. People I mean, having so to this, use eventually This is my thing guns. with that is you're retiring them because they're too good. You don't have pinnacle weapons anymore. Because apparently they can't do pinnacle weapons if they bring back Trials of Osiris, and Trials of Osiris has its own weapons. I don't understand how that is a thing. How is it? How can you not have both? That doesn't make any sense. But, on top of that, even if you brought them back, if I know that in two seasons, three seasons, whatever, mm -hmm. you're going to sunset the weapon, I'm not fucking doing that quest anymore. Like, if they had told me when I started that mountaintop quest... Oh, yeah, we're eventually just going to sunset that. You're not going to be able to really use it. I would have never done that quest. It's not fun. It was a horrible quest to complete, only to find out, oh, that, that gun's too good. We have to get rid of it now. Well, I wish I'd have known that before I put the time in to go get it, because now it's a waste of my damn time. I thought that said upcoming gems. Okay. <laughs> no. Upcoming games, you know. Really that doesn't even look like gems. <laughs> I don't know how you're. The Resident Evil thing for, Jake, for you, the new one that they're advertising, potentially advertising for next year. It says the thing. The thing I read today says it's going to be the biggest departure from the Resident Evil universe that they've ever had. 
Really? It's going to be vastly different. Hmm. Well, Rule uh, 7 was vastly different, too. I was going to say. Supposedly even How much more, more so, different can you get? More so than that. And they, they're saying it's supposed to be controversial. I don't know if it's controversial. You know, because of that? Because of that. Because of whatever the content of the story is. I imagine because like, the, the fans uh, are the like. The developers are like, they're basically already out begging fans to have an open mind. Because mm -hmm. they think when people see it, see it they're going to be like, no, no, no. <laughs> well, I would think so too. If I was a resident, good. <laughs> if I was a like you know a Resident Evil fan of like all the other games, I probably like, I probably wouldn't like the the seventh one. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, it's weird. Although a lot of people did like Resident the seventh Evil one anyway, because so it was really weird good. Because you know they're they're remaking all the old ones. You know they've remade one, they've remade two, three is coming out. People are pushing and pushing and pushing for a remake of four. Mm -hmm. And you know now that you know they had, sure seven, they had seven come out during that time. Now they've got this eighth one potentially coming out, uh, but th there was no real big details on it, so I don't know what the just that it's supposed to be a huge departure from what the series has been. God, you know which one they need to remake? Code Veronica. Yeah, Code Veronica was great. Loved it. I don't know. You know, I'm I, sure they'll remake all of them. I wouldn't mind replaying Code Veronica. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if I'd ever play it again. Though. I mean, I've beaten that game like five times. I just I don't know if I'd want to play through it again. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. But as much as I like, I mean, it's not like Resident Evil Two, no. where I'm like, that's oh, the, if, if every time you remake most, it, I'll play it again. That's probably the most iconic. Yeah, one. yeah. I mean, I I love Resident Evil One. I've got the remake on my hard drive, and I've not played it. I played and I love the bit, first one, but but I just. It was a remaster. That one wasn't even a remake. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it, I don't really... Eh. The second one, of course, I knew right away. Like, yeah, I'm definitely... I'm at least playing through Leon's story for sure. I mean, that's happening immediately. Well, I beat that game five <laughs> times. I, I beat it with Leon. I do want to go back and beat it with Claire. I haven't gotten around to doing it. And that, it actually does change the So the I, I will line. eventually do that. Uh, well, hopefully. I mean, depending... Uh, uh, Assuming it's one of the hundred games I can play on my PS5 when it launches. <laughs> I, <highly doubt. laughs> I can't believe that. that's so stupid. Why would you like this? What guys we're gonna yeah, back compatible all of them from the PS1? Well, but we meant like the only the hundred we liked. And it's not even for PS1. Yeah, it's a hundred PS4 games. Yeah, they're not even getting PS1 and PS2. That's now. one thing that's which is a, a shame because I was looking forward to snagging up. A digital copy of the Silent Hill here series dude, of playing Silent Hill. Dude, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> I'm just have to. I'm, I know I'm just have to break down one day when I have the money to. I'm just gonna buy buy a PlayStation old, so you can play it. Yeah, you know, they <laughs> and PlayStation they Two. Will probably never make another Silent Hill game ever. Well, I, unfortunately not. I did, what did, did I read the other day? I was talking to or talking to Jake. I think the people, not the guy. You know what's his name? Hideo, Hideo Kojima. Whoever he worked for, Konami, I guess. Or Hideo Kojima. Apparently, Konami has a a deal in there to, to make another. They, they, they intend to make another allowed to. deal. Just without, course, without him. him. Now, I mean, who knows if it'll be any good. You also run the risk of it failing just because fans won't give it a chance because it's not his. What I want them to do is to go through with the Silent Hills game that got canceled. That was gonna be so cool. Do you remember that when that the was one on the PS4? Norman Reedus, yeah, Norman Reedus Norman, was, was supposed to play. The did main you ever character. play the demo for it? 
the demo was like so fucking popular. People say it's the greatest horror game ever made. It's just a demo. My said the, when he played the demo, it was literally so fucking scary. I yeah. heard the demo like, was good. I don't remember ever playing I've, it. I've watched gameplay, dude. People say it's... It was it's called a, something else. I can't remember it what called, it was called. It was called PT. Yeah. It, that's yeah. all. The, it was It was a surprise. Like, the, right. when they released that it... That was what was supposed to be the thing Norman Reedus was part of before they changed it mm -hmm. to Death Stranding and he left. Yeah. But that, when they released that playable teaser, what it means, nobody knew it was a Silent Hill teaser. You just played it. And then it got scary and shit. Like you didn't know what to, you didn't know what to expect from it. Then it reveals it shows Norman Reedus that you were playing as the whole time, and it says Silent Hill. It's like oh shit! It was like a mystery playable teaser thing. That that would be a fun game. I'm, I'm dude, and I love it's the so good. Games. They're great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how good they'd be without him, but uh, yeah, they it was great. so scary though. Like for like. And you really, you're just in one hallway the entire time, in an endless loop. You're just in one L-shaped hallway. Oh, I think I've seen it. I've seen somebody play it. Yeah, and it was people say just and it was just a demo. People say it it's done, the greatest horror game ever made. It was made. done in such a way that it was so creepy. Yeah, yeah. it was going to be. Well, there was even like the they even had a cinematic trailer for me, outside of that. It kind of reminded me of Resident Evil 7's demo. Yeah, when it, when it came I, out. I I guarantee you that game. Not just that, but like that demo has heavily inspired so much horror games now. Did it inspire, especially did it especially Resident Evil, Doom Eternal. <laughs> the last is not really a horror game. That's more of an action adventure sci-fi. First thing. off, that is an action, quick-paced yeah horror game. The Doom games are good, huh? They're pretty good. This new one is extremely difficult and a lot of fans have been very critical on that because it's too hard yeah because you're you're dying left and right you will die well i mean look i i don't mind a game being challenging now i don't want I, i'm not a dark souls guy it's the, that's those are ridiculous no, those, those are too hard that's that's just stupid i don't want to spend that much i play games to have fun i don't want to spend that much time trying to figure out how to fuck to kill one thing yeah uh, that's just like the other playing that Nile. Probably would have been a fun game, except it plays too much like the Dark Souls. Like if you literally mess up one, you're dead. You, like, you need man, to play some Sekiro. I'm not, then, I'm not, I'm not interested in that at all. It's probably the most challenging game I've ever played. Yeah, I, I probably will never touch it. Right? It doesn't even sound fun. That's not fun. It's not. Games being challenging is all right. Games being over the top, stupid hard. That's not a good time. I'm not trying to bash my head into the wall because the game is retarded. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Uh, you know, I liked Bloodborne. I thought it was a good storyline, what I played of it. But I got so tired of having to clear the same area and do the same thing over and over and over yeah. and over so that you could move on. And again, if you screw up just a little bit, man, you mm. got waxed. And man, I gotta go back and get my damn spirit. I gotta get all my shit back. Waste, I don't want to do it. You did all that grinding, and then you die twice, then it's all gone. Yeah, no, don't, yeah. don't want to do it. That wasn't fun. It slows the game down too much. Whatever lore story you have going, I can't stay immersed in it because I have to spend so much time running this fucking circle in this one area so I can build my stuff up enough to move on to the next area where I can kill shit. And then I got to do it again. And it just slows the game down so much. It's not like... That, that to me is different than grinding like RPG, like Final Fantasy, where you're grinding to build up. That's a different kind of yeah. grind that I accept, 
Because it's that type of game. You go into that game knowing, this is what I gotta do. I go into Bloodborne, I want, I want like, if Bloodborne was like God of War, in, in the way it played, mm -hmm. Bloodborne would have been a great game. I'd have played the shit out of it. That, that Nihil, same thing. If it played like God of War, I'd play the shit out of it. Yeah, but see, it, it's different because you can overpower in Final Fantasy and all these other games. In that game, it doesn't matter how powerful you get. Yeah, you can get screwed. If they hit you, you're going to fucking, you're going to feel it. And that's not, that to me is not fun. I, I especially don't like games that rely super heavily on blocking and dodging mechanics. I don't want to do that. I don't mind blocking. Dude, I want to go in. I want to fight, sword fight. I, I'm all for that. But if I have to spend a bunch of time blocking shit, or I'm going to have to yeah. spend a bunch of time dodging. That's not fun. Uh, that's, that to me is not fun. I can understand blocking, but these games where blocking just... It, it takes a little bit more of the damage, but you still get hit for so much. Yeah, see, and that's ridiculous. There's no point in like, blocking. okay, now I don't want to block because I'm going to get hurt anyway. So the best thing for me to do is run around in a damn circle. That, I just, uh, I just... What's this written underneath The Last of Us 2? Halo Infinite. We already talked about that. We talked about that. Oh, right. That's, uh, supposedly they're going to, allegedly, it's being rumored, they might change up the way they do with the Halo games. Yeah. Uh, to make them more like a Destiny type game, that's what people are thinking because they uh, think that uh, Activision wants to try to actively compete with Bungie. Well, what's this? They probably do after that split. I think Activision should probably stick to what they are already not good at, which is making first-person shooters. Huh. <laughs> what? Don't delve into the realm of stuff that you don't know shit about because you're probably gonna get your ass spanked. What is the? Uh... <laughs> What's there the was last another one. I can't remember the name of it. There's another one coming out into this year or next year that supposedly is a very Destiny-like game that people are thinking might be the actual real competition to Destiny. Was that what Anthem was supposed to be too? That's yeah, but Anthem, Anthem was supposed to. Anthem be. could have been fixed. Anthem mm. was a very good game, but they did not fix the small stuff. Early on, yeah, uh, and then they lost their base. It's because they're they were being made by a, a company that's failing. Bioware is becoming shit. Well, that uh, and basically for the last two years they've just been putting out. Half speaking games. of becoming shit, for those people who are big Borderlands fans, that dude that runs that gearbox or whatever, dude, he's fucking crazy. That bro, that guy's gonna get y'all's. You're gonna wind up with no more by, uh, Borderlands because people are gonna quit. I hate I read today, oh, Borderlands is a fun game. I Super hate that game. game. It's different. But, so that company, Gearbox or mm -hmm. whatever, they pay below industry standards for their developers. Because their thing has always been the developers get a bonus check based off of the, the sales of the game, how well it does. Better the game does, big bonus checks. In Borderlands 2, apparently they all got, a lot of them got like six-figure bonus checks because the game did so well, which is why they've, you know, they put up with that. Yeah, but it's like, if if the better you make the game, the more money right, which, like, which gives, gives them incentive. Right, which, that's fine. Did that for, bio, for Borderlands 3. The guy who runs it told them March 31st, somewhere in there, they were not getting... The same size. They were not going to get big bonus checks. They were going to get bonus checks, but they were going to be significantly smaller. 
because they weren't. He said because it cost more to make the game and the upkeeps and stuff, so it ate into all their profits. Borderlands 3 sold 10 times the amount of Borderlands 2 in its opening days. It's the most successful game in Gearbox history. And this fool trying to tell them, oh, we don't have the money to give you the bonuses you thought you were going to get. So you're just getting the shaft. Before it even Because he out, just wants to make more money. He was embroiled in controversy after controversy. Yeah, he's this an idiot. fucking crazy. He's an idiot. Which is... This is the part that got me. And I don't... I don't care if it made me look bad. Uh, this, I would, this would not fly with me. So he tells them this in their meeting. And then tells them... And anybody that's not happy... With the smaller bonus checks... Is free to quit. I'd be like, okay. I'm quitting. But I'm fixing to whoop your ass. <laughs> That's what I'm doing on the way out. And then I'm going to wait for you to get out of work today. I'm going to whoop your ass again. And then when they get you out of the hospital, I'm going to whoop your ass again. I'm going to get my bonus money by beating the shit out of you. <laughs> Every time you come out of your house, I'm going to kick your ass. Until I feel like I got my bonus money's worth of beating the hell out of you. <laughs> like, why would you... Oh, I, there's no way. And... It unfortunately for Borderland fans, or I don't know what else Gearbox makes. I you know I don't I never remember. They've that dipped stuff, into but. a bunch of other stuff. I can't remember what it is, but uh, there are a few games that are. That's a good way to kill your your franchise off, though, because those people. Okay, you don't want to pay us the industry standard. Well, we'll go work somewhere else if you're going to screw us out on our bonuses. That's the reason we work here. If we're not going to get those, well, I'll go somewhere else where they'll pay me more. Then what are you going to do? You're going to have somebody that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing making the next Borderlands, and your game's going to go. Yeah, but then all you got to do is do like Outer Lands did. You just fucking make a game that's similar and fucking crush them into the ground. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The guys that leave will do that. They can, they'll go, we'll go make, we'll go make something like Borderlands. This, this is the, the, the respawn thing all over for Call of Duty. Vince Zimpella and them. This is them. Oh, you, you don't want to pay us what we're worth and let us do what we want to do with Call? Okay. Well, we'll go over here. We'll start a new company. We'll make Titanfall and we'll bitch slap you. And, well, I mean, they, they didn't, of course, they didn't kill Cod, but they did, you know, they put him on the ropes, and they forced Cod to basically steal from Destiny and from Titanfall in order to compete. They had to steal from those other games because Bungie, had, well, I, I don't guess Bungie was killing them. They just, they stole from yeah, but Bungie because Bungie was on their Titanfall. side at that time. Yeah. Dude, Titanfall's a great game. It's a great game. It's the advanced movement done correctly. And then, of course, that gets to show you the limitations of who was left at, at Activision when they try to copy it and they don't know fuck all about doing the damn advanced movement correctly to where it's not game-breaking. But Call of Duty is also a different... I feel like they're a different type of shooter. They're just, they, they, just, they make mistakes all the way. They never should have left. Just stick with what you know. Stick yeah. with what was working. Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2... Stay in that mold. Stay right where you were at. The game was good every year. People bought it every fucking year. Yeah, but then they went to try to make games too quickly. Yeah. And then they alter stuff too much to accommodate these goddamn Twitch players. Yeah. The Twitch and... The pro gamers. And pro gamers. Because every nerf and every change in Call of Duty now is completely changed by the pros. That's... You can never cater to the 1%. That's 1% of your gaming. 
you have to cater to average Joe. I know nobody likes that. It's not fun. Yeah. Destiny people are learning that now. Of course, they're learning it quicker than the the COD people. Twitch streamers and stuff are, are they're begging for it to be made more, make it more accommodating to average Joe. Because they've realized, which Call of Duty has still not realized, when you run off the average gamer, you don't have average gamers to beat up on anymore. Now, the good player, now you're the average player. Well, pretty soon the good player's not playing anymore either because he's tired of getting his ass whooped. And now only the great players are in there, and they're not great players anymore. They're average yeah. because they're going to get the shit stopped out of them by the elite. That's how you lose your, your player. That's what's your killing... That goes right into... That's what's killing Trials of Osiris. It is not... It is too centered around rewarding the elite players. And I'm all for making your flawless stuff be great. Make the flawless, flawless stuff be great so the elite players have something to go for. That's fantastic. I have no problem with that. But making it where the regular loot for your regular players is next to impossible to get if you're not on those up. Well, now you see what's happened. They didn't have, I think they had 500,000 play the opening weekend. Down to 300 and something the second weekend. Down to about 225 the third weekend. Don't know what they hit this weekend, but I'm sure it's less. Steadily, less and less. Because those players, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I mean, I'm just not going to do it. I, you learn real quick, okay, well, if you get rid of all the average players, now nobody's great anymore. Because now the elites just go in and stomp all the guys who are good players, but they ain't got nobody to play. Their Destiny is literally killing Trials right out the gate. Just killing it with the way they've set it up. They never... I don't understand why they didn't make it like Destiny 1's. In Destiny 1, you could play, you could do bounties, you could get the tokens, and by doing the bounties each week, you could get a weapon and a, and a piece of armor. By doing the bounties. By just playing. Didn't matter if you ever won, you could get stuff. They might not even get as good as stuff because back then they had adept weapons. So if you went flawless, you got the, which I guess would be curated weapons now. But you would get a version of it. You, and you could keep doing that, and you could keep farming it, and eventually you might get a really good version of it to drop. You know, it's very RNG. You'd have to play it. But it kept those guys playing. They, you'll put hours in playing it when you know you've got a chance to get what you're wanting, regardless of what's going on. But when there's... Now it's, you have to get three wins to unlock whatever the first piece is that week. Like, week one, three wins got you a scout rifle. Week two, or in week one, five wins got you an auto rifle. Yeah, but see, they... And that's how they did it. On, but on Destiny 1, the gear wasn't... You didn't have to grind as much to get different roles and all this other BS... D2 made well, they, they, it so much more... They added that, and I get that. I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. They added the role, the random role thing to keep people playing. So, yeah, but, that you, okay, you've got a reason, like Menagerie, which is a cool, a very cool feature. Yeah. But if you didn't have random roles, if it was just a static mm -hmm. role, well, you'd play it, get the shotgun you want to get this, the hand hand. You'd play through three or four times, and then you'd never touch Menagerie again, ever. But see, they added that, but from D1, you had all the the boss gear. 
Yeah, I don't know why they, took, they that took that out. I don't know why they took that out because the boss gear was Because people cool. would grind level after level yeah. and it would drop a different piece each time. And all these levels had all this different gear. And see, and they should do that, that like for especially for the, gear, the boss gear like that for rating. Like now, well, not now, literally the entire Destiny 2 cycle. Whatever the newest raid is, is the raid everybody does every mm -hmm. week. So like Leviathan, which I think is a fantastic raid, was the first raid that came on Destiny 2. People don't really touch it now. They just don't go, because there's no reason to. Now you can get random rolls on the. On, they've made it a little bit better now with this season, because every raids gear has a chance of dropping a high number. But again, like it would have been cool to get like they have gear that's specific to that raid, but it's not like boss gear. It would be cool as shit to get boss gear. I remember seeing people dressed out like Crota on D1, and that shit was cool as fuck. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to be able to get in a raid team where you go get some Crota gear because that would look cool as hell. They should bring that back. And that to me, that's how you get people to keep, like, like for trials. When you go flawless, give them a chance to pick some adept with, let them have a choice. Make, their a good, make it a good reason for someone to go flawless. I get up there, if I want a shotgun, I can get this adept version of the shotgun that comes out of it. There's a reason to go play it. And, you know, you can still have the random rolls on the Adept so that you still want to keep playing, still keep getting that, you know, so you can get a better one. But make, make there a good reason. See, I think that, especially now, because the way they do it, the way they win-gate it, from week one to week two was awful because week two was the shotgun. Oh, I'm sorry, from week, week two to week three. Week two unlocked the shotgun, which is what everybody wants yeah. from trials so in week two once you got three wins it unlocked the shotgun well everybody they didn't want anything else out of it so they get their three wins and they reset their card so instead of moving up the card now all these elite players are staying in a three win because they're just grinding for the the shotgun over and over and over and over and over and over and over so they're never moving up all the players that are not as good or they don't play as well you're no, constantly no, running into the elite players because they're staying in the lower pool because of the way it's set up. That's just, that's ignorant. You, you can't do shit like that. Why, I mean, there's no, and I don't blame them. There was no good, there was no incentive for an elite player to go be flawless that week. Okay, all I want is the shotgun. I'm not going to go be flawless to have a chance at maybe one more shotgun. Maybe if it drops for me when I get up there. I mean, it might take me an hour or more to go play through see, five, through seven wins, but I can reset these three wins and I can get them done. I get three wins every 15 minutes and keep getting a shotgun, guaranteed to get a shotgun every single time. It would be different if everybody had the same loadout, but all these elite players who have the best gear in the game, which weapons do untouchable shit, like what was the hand cannon? That was PvP, oh, not forgotten. That they, they finally killed that thing. Now... But when we played, it didn't matter. Oh, yeah, no. That there thing, was no way I was competing with it. For several seasons, that thing was, you could not compete with it. If you didn't have that and somebody had that, you were fucked. You were not winning that gunfight. Which, I don't have a problem with having weapons like that. If you make the whole, if you're going to have that, there's got to be a way to get the elite players playing higher away. You don't want average Joes jumping into a lobby and every fucking lobby mm -hmm. on comp is three or four not forgotten players just beaming the fuck out of you from across the map. 
my biggest complaint with because I do like Destiny's multiplayer. It's frustrating at times. Oh, I hate uh, it. the higher hate the higher it. ends of it can be really frustrating. My biggest complaint has always been I I do not like when games cater to a particular meta. It's a first person shooter with literally fifteen hundred weapons in this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why the fuck would I play a game that has fifteen hundred weapons that I can only use maybe six? in the PvP and have any chance. Why have 1,500 weapons then? You put all these weapons in the game, make them all viable. Mm -hmm. And I don't... I've heard them streamer guys say, no game does that. Bullshit. Call of Duty, you can win with damn near any fucking weapon. Mm -hmm. You may not be quite as good, but you can compete with literally any weapon in the game. It's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Why the fuck do I want to play... Round after round after round of the of people using the same three guns. That's fucking like for me personally. Maybe it's not that way for everybody else, but for me personally, if my load if I don't change my loadout every other game or so, I get bored. So I don't want to use the same fucking gun over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, I'll take it. I don't even I don't even like to do that for PVE. Like, I'm constantly changing my loadout in PvE just to use different shit because there's all these weapons. Why would I not want to use all of them? Yeah. I want to try them all out. I want to play with all these guns. Let's see what they all do. Let's have fun. Like, I'll go through some strikes and I just use the most random dumb shit because it's fun to use something different. Yeah. You can't do that in their PvP because you're just going to get shit on because those guns can't compete with the four that we've decided this is the meta this time. And also, if you're wondering, if you're thinking, where'd Jacob go? It's, well, I know I've been here the whole time. It's just, I don't know what the fuck anything about Destiny. So. You don't know anything about games. <laughs> this is true. You're not, you're not a very good gamer. <laughs> well, I just, I don't identify myself as a gamer. Like, I like video games, but I just, I don't play them nearly often enough to be a, a gamer. gamer since Breath of Fire 1 and I was Final a gamer. Was that your first game? Breath of Fire 1? That in, uh, Final Fantasy 4, because Breath of Fire, I was probably two because my parents were still together. And my uncle, I was I just turned on the I Super don't even Nintendo. Think I remember Breath of Fire. I remember started Breath playing of Fire it. Is. is that an RPG? Yeah, it's super old. And he got pissed at me because I was playing on his profile. <laughs> <laughs> my Dude, first I game was, that I can remember that you remember playing was, that I can ever remember playing was on Atari, and it was River Raid. And then there was the Jungle Gym thing that was on there. And those were the two I played the most. I remember my parents played the hell out of a game called Wizard and Warlocks so, yep. on, on Atari. Those were my first games. My first Nintendo game, of course, was Super Mario Brothers. I was a, I was a gamer <laughs> I when I was... was Super Mario Brothers. Say it's Breath of Fire 1, <laughs> Sword of Mana. I remember playing a shit ton of Sword of Mana. Sword of Mana. I do remember that one. My mom and, still has uh, that, actually. That Final Fantasy 4. I was a... With, uh, I think so, it was with Cecil and... Yeah, so you... You started on the Super Nintendo then. The uh, regular Nintendo was out, but we didn't have that. Right. Okay. I was a gamer when I was a kid. I, like, yeah, the, I, yeah you the, played a lot more. With the that. GameCube and then like the Wii, because that was all we had, even though I fucking hated the Wii. I can remember but when we got. As I've gotten older, I'm like, eh. 
I, actually, if I do play it, I can only play it for like a couple hours at the most, most of the time. Yeah, I know. It has to be a really good it's, game for me to play for a long time. Like Resident Evil, I remember I one time, I played for like that, the new one, I played for like eight hours. And that is such yeah, a rarity. Eight hours. <laughs> Dude, we used that, to binge on Call of Duty. We'd stay up all Dude, night. Dude, I played 20, like almost every time I get one on opening night. Well, that's the other thing too. Hours. The double XP we used to oh, have, like, well, God. we gotta run it out. Well, Dude, that's the I other thing. The, the last time I even did that double XP thing was for uh, Modern Warfare 3. I had to quit drinking Mountain Dew for a while. Me and Ronnie, oh my god. <laughs> we drank so much Mountain Dew one day to get that Modern Warfare 3 double XP. That is the worst I've ever felt in my life. I went home that afternoon, fucking crashed. Like, crashed immediately. Woke up two or three hours later, just, I literally felt like I was dead. Huh. Like it was the worst feeling in the world. I wouldn't drink. I didn't drink Mountain Dew for like nearly two years after that. Oh wow! It just made me feel so. But we drank, and this is how stupid we were. They were in the fucking caps. We didn't have to drink the shit. <laughs> yeah. Could have just took the cap. That's all we were doing was get the cap. Yeah, you can waste in. that. We put the code. You can waste that gold. The code in on our phone. And we drank a fuck ton of them that but, day. But so that's the thing. Hours I, I, I can see myself playing like that real heavy if I was playing with people. Like if I was in a party playing with friends, like you guys, when you guys have done that, I've it's never easier, done that. It's easier when you're playing, playing with myself. That gets boring. It's you easier know, it's like, when it's, with It depends on the game. Like Call of Duty, if I was playing with a group of people, like if you're having a game night or whatever, or if it was just like online, just playing multiplayer with people, I could probably do that for a I while. Used to, I used to love the 24-hour... Well, they were 24 hour for me. Most people quit at, you know, 6, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. They did the overnight thing. But we play all night long on the night of release for Call of Duties. Me and Brad. We had so many. At one time, we had so many people playing, we'd have to jump, like, jump play parties. with some people for a while. Like, okay, I'll play and with go you. To another we'll, one. we'll rotate out. Because we'd have me, <laughs> Brad, Chastine, Lay, 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 uh, Latham, Langwell. Like we had so many people, we had too many people, we couldn't all play together. But <laughs> and that was fun. Those were fun times. And then of course when I started playing with Boston and them, they would be on then too. It's just that's that right there is it shows you how Call of Duty isn't nearly as good anymore. Used to when I got on to play Call of Duty, there would be two or three groups of people in parties wanting to play. I'd have yeah. lots I'd have to choose who I was playing with that now. Now you can't hardly find anybody. Yeah, but with Call of Duty, even the opening night, they had the same problem. I don't know how they don't learn from their mistakes. Too many people. All of their servers crash, yep. and nobody gets to play the game they're, opening night. They're never ready for that opening. Yeah. And they know goddamn well. Like, oh, well, it... it I think they do it on purpose. That way they can save money. They're like, we're not going to buy too much yeah, server Yeah, I know space. they do, because every time they always say the same thing. Well, we need a, it, it required more demand than we were expecting on the servers. This is like four years in a row. How yeah. can you not be expecting it now? <laughs> it's like all of a sudden there weren't more people playing your game. <laughs> God, that used, I'm trying to remember which was the first one that we played. Probably was Black Ops 1. Mm -mm. No, that was before I, I even started playing with Brad. And oh. so it was Black Ops I think 2 I started then, playing I with... Black Ops 2 is when you guys started playing. Black Ops 1? No, you guys started oh, playing... We, we didn't play until Modern Warfare 3. Did we play Modern Warfare 3? I think it was Black Ops 2 you guys started I think playing. I we played some Black Ops 2. I know we played Black Ops 2 because that's when uh, he made George quit. 
<laughs> but I, I can't remember. I know I played. No, I think Black Ops Two was the first one we played together. Because I played. Uh, yeah, I played Modern Warfare Three crap. with Langwell. Bef as before I ever met him, because he was playing with Joseph. Joseph was like, "Yeah, we're gonna play with my my brother-in-law, or whatever the fuck he was to nephew-in-law, nephew-in-law, whatever." I was like, "Oh, okay." I'd never actually met him. And initially, didn't really even care for Langwell at all. Nobody does on first meeting. <laughs> okay, Langwell! <laughs> initially, I was just like, yeah, because I told you, I was like, how the hell do you play with that, dude? <laughs> yeah, but it's just like playing with Ronnie. You're like, okay, we're no, going to no. lose everything. Here's the thing. I've, I've, I liked okay. Ronnie personally. I did not like playing games with him because, yes... Me and Joseph used to laugh about it all the time. Like, well, we, we know we're not. We literally went in knowing we're winning zero games because Ron, we're going to get beat just because of Ronnie. Ronnie's death still finished that out. I remember what we were playing. I think we were playing Modern Warfare Three, and uh, Ronnie was doing one of those, one of his typical. He just he had to get the camper, had to get the camper. So he's this idiot. Ronnie literally runs through the same door. The same door. Doesn't throw bang, a flashbang. Doesn't throw a grenade. He runs through the same door ten straight times <laughs> to try to get this guy that gets killed. Because the guy just kept moving corners. So Ronnie come in, shoot at the... And he gets shot in the back. Come in, shoot at the... gets shot in the back. Ten straight times. And I remember afterwards, Joseph was like, Ronnie, you know, if you... Laid down in the corner and put the controller down. We could win this game. <laughs> He's like, we would actually win playing a six against five if you just wouldn't play. <laughs> and I would just be, I would always be like, Ronnie, throw a flashbang or something. That dude knows you're coming. You've been in there eight straight times. <laughs> How many times has he got to kill you before you stop running in there? Oh, he was so bad about that. We used to play this guy named uh, Robbie. He was from, like, Illinois or something. We met online. And he was just like Ronnie, too. Man, it was his life's... I mean, the, he was put on this earth. He had to get that camper. Had to. Nobody else could... He had to be the one. And he'd die over and over and over. And he'd get mad every death. Raged almost like Brad. Not quite to Brad's level, but almost like Brad. Hold that title. But we were playing Modern Warfare 2 with him, and at that time, which I guess they, they still do it now, but uh, you could pull your party out. Yeah. You know, when you left a game, you could pull your party. And me and Joseph would be having a good game. We'd be both having a good game. And, and this fucker's dying over, and then he'd pull us out. I'm like, you son of a oh, bitch. Man. And he did that two or three times. <laughs> we were like, Joseph's like, dude, if you, you pull me the fuck out again, man, I'm not playing with you no more. Don't fucking do that. If you want to leave, that's fine. We'll go back out and pick you up when it's over. Don't fucking pull me out. I don't know, like 20 minutes later, he did it again. <laughs> we left the party, blocked him, deleted him. <laughs> you fucking idiot. I just told don't fucking do that. Pretty much. What were you guys playing this morning? Who? Call of Duty. Oh, oh we, the, me and Brad shit played show? Call of Duty. Yeah, so and first off, that wasn't this morning. That was at like noon. Yeah, that was like noon. It was? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was before me because I was asleep. But. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, Jake, I don't think he even went to sleep till like 7 o'clock this morning. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, Josh, damn. He's like, but first of all, you're playing the shittiest Call of Duty ever made, so what do you expect? It's not the shittiest. No. It is. It it's sucks really ass. Advanced Warfare is worse. No, it's not. I thought Infinite Black Ops Warfare 3 was worse. Is worse. Yeah, Infinite was way worse. I, I like Black Ops 3. 
Black Ops 4 maybe is worse? No. I'm not sure, though. I mean, I, I, I sort of like Black Ops 4, but... I hate the new Marvel. But Infinite Warfare and Advanced Warfare are miles and miles I've played and miles those forever before worse. I ever no, played they're this They're so one. bad. Their multiplayers were so... Advanced Warfare's multiplayer in particular was just so god-awful. I hated that game so much. <laughs> I've never quit a Call of Duty game quicker than that one. Well, you only played for like a few months, didn't you? Not even a few months. I don't I think mean, I even it, made it to January. Was it Infinite Warfare that I never... I never... I played like well, except for the zombies. multiplayer and then I was done. Yeah, because that was the one we got with the remaster. Yeah, and you, guys, you didn't even want that. You got it for the remaster, and then you didn't like the remaster. Except for the zombies. <laughs> you played that for a while. The zombies yeah, we, you played. Now, me and Brad did play quite a bit of Advanced Warfare Zombies. That was I would good. buy that game again just to play the zombies. The zombies was good. Most That's of the zombies games are pretty good games. Yeah, me, me, him, and Sparse played a lot of Advanced Warfare Zombies. That was the only thing that was playable in that shit game. You know, I speak of that. I'm glad to see that he's still playing on his. I keep thinking that he's just going to disappear again, but he's he's still he's been on that battlefield. He's still kicking along with some group in there. Sparse. Uh, guy sparse that we play with. Uh. He's been back for a while. He, uh, I don't play with him. He, I never play with him. But I played with him a few times, and I played with him on uh, Borderlands a few times. Mm -hmm. I remember when he first came back. He was playing Borderlands. Was getting in with you. But I, I've noticed most time when he plays now, it's battlefield. He's always in a big group, so he found some people to play with. Mm -hmm. And he's always in a big party of five or six people. Heck yeah. So he's found some people to play Keep clean. Battlefield with. Yeah, I hope so. I hope he keeps them clean. That'd be great. Be awesome for him. I just can't I just can't play Battlefields. The battle the battlefields here lately they're Apparently not good. Battlefield five they apparently have supposed to have done a lot of stuff to it. I don't know. They put out a new DLC for it. Yeah, I know Weston was hyping it up. Because he couldn't wait for that. I just, man, I don't know. Battlefield just isn't, it's not the same. Like, Battlefield 3 was fantastic. 4 was not bad. Was, you know, step below 3. But then everything since then has just been... <laughs> Battlefield 1 was just, it was boring. Yeah, but the, the guns... Battlefield 5 was, a, to be fair, was a little better I mean, than 1. Was a little better I, than 1. I understand they're trying to make it historically accurate. They're wanting to put those guns in there. They weren't... Quick fire guns, and but There's just, the gameplay for that style is not. You gonna throw up? Oh, there, throw up. No, first off, if you're gonna throw up, that's not what you do. Well, I'm gonna hold it in. Get rid of those stupid hiccups. Oh, what we got. Final Anyways, we're on games. Final, Final Fantasy VII Remastered, the tenth. August 10th is the release date. Out. If you're in Australia, you already get to play it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Australia's How the right planet? So they got early. it a week early. How did they get oh, it wow. so early? Because the uh, coronavirus? coronavirus. It's only the physical copies, though. Oh, okay, so you would have had to have Which them. is fine. I, I want physical copies. Nah, I, used to, I used to be really big about that. I always was like, yeah, I want the physical copy in hand. Most of mine was because I liked the, the steel books, you know, when you pre-order get the steel I just book. love having the game. But... Uh, because you never know when that this would be valuable one day. Like you just just being able to uh, like to switch like, from game to game without having to put it. Uh, it's just, like, too, just think it's about just like too convenient. if like if you had some classic games like for the PS2 or whatever, and but those were all if you were able to do that digital, you would wish you had them hard copy now. Just like no, those, a lot of those no, could be I, valuable. I, like I, Silent Hills, 
I had them hard copy, and I still don't wish I had them hard copy now. My just, old games that I had packed away that now have scratches on them because they're old and they've just been packed away. Yeah. If they were digital, I'd just get to play it. Yeah. It's nice. Well, if you take enough care plus, of them. Plus, in that case, you know, like, it's just so easy. Like, if I want to get rid of okay, I take it off, and it's in my library. Can, yeah, and I can just put it right it back on when I want it. It's just, it's, the just, only it's too convenient. The only good thing about physical copies is just the... Able to share it with somebody, you can. Yeah, that's let nice. Borrow. Having it, be able to give it yeah. to someone. And I mean, I did. I liked the steel books; those were cool. I always thought those were pretty neat. But that was literally why I was doing the CDs was so I could have the steel books, and then I, I just don't even keep games. So I just love having the the I just love having them. I used to be that way. I did too. I mean, for the longest time, I was like, I'm not going to go digital. That's crazy. <laughs> but then I was in here one night. And I was like. Ah, uh, I want to play a different game, but I do not. I literally do not want to get up and go change this stupid disc out. Well, that's so just so. I was. I was. I was being lazy. I that I really don't care. But about. then I had a couple games on my system. I was like, oh, this is sweet. I can just. All right, I'm going straight digital. So, <laughs> I have a remote from my TV, so if I get to adjust the volume, I'm going to get my ass up. <laughs> I do too. If I'm playing on my TV, because I don't have. I have a. I think I have a remote, but I don't have. A, Batteries in it, and I don't think it's set up for my TV, but I don't even hardly do anything on the TV anymore. I do it all on the damn monitor. It's just so much nicer. Oh, yeah. I might mean, so as well put that TV in my room. Yeah, you'd blind yourself. You can't get on far enough away from it. Especially where in you that sit room? On, especially where you sit on your bed. Oh, yeah. When First off, move, you've got less than actually, 11 when, months. When we move, uh, it's going to go in the living room. Grad's going to have a TV in the living room for when he watches stuff in there. You realize I do have a TV too. Yeah, no. I was just trying to, <laughs> I was like, trying to keep from having to take years back and forth. <laughs> Which I don't know. You may still have to because depending on how we need to we need to maybe talk to them about that because we may want them to run. I don't know how we want to make them run that internet over there. Because since you're having so much where, trouble playing Wi-Fi on some of them. Yeah, but if we're gonna do it in the living room, if it's where they put it before, it's in the living room, but it's right there next to where your guys' rooms will be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's great for me. I'm talking about for you. Yeah, I said the living room. We're going to be starting that room. process in just a couple of weeks, though. Aren't as we? soon as uh, his mom tells us that she's ready for us to move our stuff in. Well, I mean, hell, we're going to be, regardless, we got to be out here by the first anyway. Yeah, it takes him today, so yeah, we do have to be out here by the first. <laughs> I might get a head start on my, my packing stuff here pretty quick. Yeah, that would not be a bad idea. Within a couple of days. Especially since. Like little things. Depending like, on how long his mom and them want to work on it. It may fall on a week when I'm working. So you may have to do a lot of the moving, Jake, to help Brad. Help no, you're, you're going to take off whether you like it or I not. I can't take off. They won't let me take off right now. Because oh. this BS. So you will have to help him. Anyways. So the Final Fantasy. We, got, we were talking about Final Fantasy VII and then we got away from it. <laughs> what about Final Fantasy VII? Uh, first off, who's not hyped for this game? The me. fans are getting pissed because... I'm not. Square Enix. I said fans. I said fans. <laughs> Don't interrupt me, boy. Boy. Well, I mean, like, you yeah, asked like, who's not hyped for this game, and I said I'm not uh, because I've never played these games. hyped for this game. I'm hyped for it even though I'm not getting it because I'm going to wait until it comes so out. The fans are so hyped that Square Enix is putting trailers out, and people are like, don't watch this because it's spoiled. It, it has spoilers. <laughs> people are actually getting upset. They're like, don't watch this. They're like, YouTubers are going my not reaction to these videos because I refuse to watch them because I just want to play the game. Like, people are so amped and hyped for this game. Well, it's going to be great. They've I, been working on this for years. I just years. wish it was, I literally wish there was a way they could put it all out at once. I hate having to wait. 
but it will be fantastic be when it all comes out. Such a big fucking oh, all of the games together when, are going to be so when, big when it comes out all when I can buy it all at once. I have to literally delete everything else off my system. That'll be the only thing that'll be on there while I'm playing it. <laughs> That's so fucking huge. <laughs> it'll be worth it though. That's what she said. <laughs> it'll be it'll be totally worth it because that game, God, the original was just. And the demo, I had so much fun, and it still added some uh, difficulty to it. So it's... I like the new way it plays. Gonna be a sweet one. Last of Us 2, well, I got pushed yeah. back, so there's no... Indefinitely! Yeah, I was gonna say, I was to ask you what that was about. Yeah, it got pushed back. Indefinitely. That, that will never come out. It'll, it'll come, it'll out, come but out, but it'll be I've got a feeling it may it probably won't be. I mean, how long, was that, how long ago was that announced? Like, they were like, yeah, there's gonna be a second one. Like, probably like 2014, something like that. Oh, I don't know. 2015? I, don't, I, don't, I remember starting well, to hear rumors about it in like around 2017, but there's probably already... Well, because, well, actually the original one came out on PS3, the first one, yes. right? Yeah. And then they remastered the remaster for PS4, and then now they're finally making the second one, but yeah, it's... The remaster came out in 20... It's been pushed back so many times. 2014. The remaster came out in 2014. I, I, the first time I remember hearing anything about Last of Us 2 was like in 2017, where they just started talking about that there would be a sequel. But they didn't have a time frame or nothing at the time. Uh, people started getting hyped about it like a couple years ago at E3 when they when they showed the first footage. Because it was one of those yeah. where they showed it, they didn't tell it's you the what it was. The cinematic trailer. Yeah, they didn't show you and what you were watching. And then at the end, it showed like the firefly Holy thing. Holy shit! It's Last of Us, and you, you're like so hyped. Isn't that the oh, one like the three chicks, and one of them was like hanging, and yeah, I know. Did you? I think you. We have talked about this. It's not on the podcast that there's going to be a Last of Us two, not Last of Us two, a Last of Us TV series coming to HBO Max. Yeah, you told me that. Uh, yeah, but are they going to follow the game? Or are they going to? Don't know. Don't even write their own story. Not, not a whole lot of detail. No, no, I, all I saw. Well, we'll see how far that gets pushed back because all these movies and stuff, like nobody's making anything right oh, yeah. now. Morbius. Do you know your, you know your boy Troy Baker is the guy that does the voice of Joel. Yeah, he's done him. He's done. You'll never know it's Troy Baker if you didn't read the credits because he's so fucking good. He's done Joker. He's in. He's he was in Bioshock Three. He was Booker, and he's yes, Joel. Yes, he Booker DeWitt. And he's Joel. He's literally he. One of the greatest voice he's actors been, ever. That's so many a shame. Bioshock is so good. Is not my favorite. It's literally my, like my least favorite Bioshock. I hate but Bioshock. But I love the lead character. Like the Booker DeWitt character is cool. I like. I, I do like the character, but I just hate that game. But that, like, I think it's just because it was so different from all the other Bioshocks. That's why I didn't like it. It didn't feel like Bioshock. Yeah, but that that was, was the first Bioshock that actually gave you like more of a, a story on mm -hmm. your character. Yeah, it was a good game though. I really liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I mean, they they tried to change it up to pull more players in, and I mean, what they did wasn't I, bad. I, I tell you what, they do really well with the Bioshock series. They are really good at making you hate the bad guy. Oh yeah. They always make it easy to hate the bad guy. <laughs> I want to play the first two again one of these days. And they always so have bad. a nice twist. That twist ending at the end of Infinite, finding out that you you're were. the bad guy, is like. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot that he was actually the bad. You play as the bad guy. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, what? What? <laughs> I'll give them that. They had a very good twist in that game. That was probably the biggest twist. I, I was don't know. Totally mind blowing. Like, wait a minute, 
how the fuck am I the bad guy? <laughs> well, because the, the second one didn't really have much of a twist necessarily. There wasn't really. No, a it twist was pretty straightforward on who the bad guy and stuff was. But you hated him. So the first one was a big twist, and then the I don't oh, know which the first one had the greatest twist of all time. I don't know which one's a bigger yeah. twist though that you're playing as the bad guy or the first game. It's probably just know. a bigger twist, but a better twist was the, be- the first. The first one. Yeah, because you kill him and you're like, okay, I saved everybody, and then you realize. Well, I it's, just helped the fucking It's just guy. so well done because you're like, oh, man, I'm telling you, just standing there like, well, that's it? That was the uh-huh. easiest fucking final boss ever. Like, that's, what? And then you get that, what it, with the, you the alarm, and it's like, son of a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy starts laughing at you, and you find out he's the bad guy. You mother... <laughs> You played me. <laughs> no, you never suspect even the twist in that one because at the beginning you're in that plane and it just crashes out of nowhere. But then you find out that you were brainwashed and when you read the thing, yeah. you were the one that took the plane down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was just it was just so well done. But yeah, that that twist on who the bad guy was, like son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I hated that hatless guy. <laughs> Like, you mother... I felt bad for your wife and kid. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and it went through the story of how they, you know, you, you try to save them, but yeah, you Yeah, you watch them die, and, like, ah, oh, you feel like such a piece of shit because you let his wife and kid die, only to find out, oh, that's not even his wife and kid because he's a lying asshole. <laughs> such a good game. Do all that there. That was, that was forever, so good. Forever there was some rumors about them making a movie for that one, but they never I, I get off the ground. That was years ago. I they had they kind of like some but, teasers for maybe making a movie. I wish they would, but I don't think they're ever going to get to it. No, they probably won't. But since since we mentioned that guy... Who, who Trevager? No, no, the bad guys there, you know, the twist. Just made me think of that. Who is your all-time favorite villain? The Joker. Anything. Comic book, movies, TV shows, video games. Joker. Nobody's ever been better. Nobody comes close. Joker. Great. That's a great choice. It's a great choice. Well, the only one who I would say comes close that just says a valid argument to being the best is Darth Vader. Love Darth Vader. But even you know, Joker. I thought Joe. I thought Darth Vader was the coolest fucking dude when I was a kid. Like, yeah, dude, that scene when he force chokes the dude, I'm just like, that's oh, yeah. power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dude don't even have to touch you yeah. to choke. And your the ice scene on the cage is James Earl Jones. <laughs> it's just like he made him so much more. Cool. I, yeah, dude, I just, man, I love that. Can like, you imagine the fans' reaction? across the room with force choke. I was like, man, how do I learn that? Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine the fans' reaction to, like, if they recasted Darth Vader, like, like James Earl Jones wasn't doing a voice I would never time. watch it. Me neither. I'd be like, you're I'd a fucking James idiot. James Earl Jones still did the, he did the voice whenever they had the, uh... The Rogue One? Yeah, Rogue One. Yeah. Because if it's not him, it's not Darth Vader. Which I wanted to watch that until I found out, oh, well, he's like in one scene pretty much. Like, and he's well, like, it's because he wasn't supposed to be in the movie, and yeah. it, it's basically like an Easter egg. You're like, oh, shit, he, it's they Darth, Vader. Darth Vader in, yeah! Well, it's like, literally the lead-up to the very first movie. Like, right then is the first movie. Yeah. Well, it's like they even, like, uh, they in the trailers, they teased, like, they showed him. It looked like they were going to have, like, he was going to be like, before. like uh, it, was, it was clearly a marketing ploy if you to watch well, the movie. Like, oh, Darth Vader's I, in this I one for five seen seconds. That, which I don't care anything about the Rogue One movie, but I don't, you can't really put Vader in. That, that takes away from... Then the movie's about Vader. It's yeah. not about what they're trying to make the movie I about. I could watch I thought... I don't remember if this is... If I'm just remember, remembering things that weren't actually there, but like... 
I could have swore there was like there was talk about a Darth Vader movie. They we've seen them. They're, they're called Star Wars. No, I'm like a Darth Vader, <laughs> a Darth Vader standalone. Why? Movie. What, what would we need? We need to see the the fight with the Empire from the other side. No, but like <laughs> like with Rogue One, like. I don't know. Like I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I could have swore I heard something about. The only thing I've heard is uh, the Obi Wan. The, oh, the Obi Wan TV show. Yeah, you don't know anything about him from before. And Neil McGregor is playing Jedi that, I think. Apprentice. Yeah. But there's nothing to teach. I mean, you've had the the Darth Vader story. We saw how he grew up and how when he became he was a child. Like, what would you do different? How he joined the Jedi and then from we saw it becoming in the movies. Sith. There's nothing to. Yeah. Well, you can adapt one of the those comic those, books. Th those middle three. Literally, are the Darth Vader movies? I don't know. I, I, they're, I'm they're probably wrong. I just heard rumors Vader. about that. We but yeah, there is an Obi Wan. Other, other Disney than that Plus second show. one, I don't understand why so many people have crapped on that guy playing Anakin. Oh, Chris, other than oh, the second yeah, movie, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, the second was movie so was good. terrible. The second movie was awful. The first two are so terrible. terrible. I hate, but both. the first one is a kid. Yeah, whatever, you know, it's not even really him. It's a little kid. But and then when he. Older, like I thought he was great. I didn't think he did too bad. I thought he was great. Revenge of the Sith is my favorite yeah, I Star he was Wars movie. Really, ever. really good in that, and it's got some of my favorites. Like it's got some of my favorite scenes. That lightsaber battle with him and Obi Wan is one of the coolest yeah. things ever. So fucking good. The best part about that though is the meme that came out of it. You were the chosen one. You were the chosen one. <laughs> well, there's actually, actually, there's there's, actually multiple think, ones. there's a few ones, it's, but the one is the, the biggest it. one is. I, I, I have the high ground. That's the biggest one. <laughs> that's the most popular one. There's this one I love on White Christmas, but there's the yeah, one. But, you ever seen the evil Patrick meme of the Patrick that yes. looks like, And he has this, it says, it's over SpongeBob. I have the high ground. <laughs> I just love all of the memes about Obi Wan and people are talking like he's Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is Jesus. Dude, and you see old people share, and you're like, I've that's Obi Wan Kenobi. I've seen old people share that on Facebook and be like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that's not Jesus. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. He's <laughs> yeah. like our Lord and I, Savior. Right I have, now. I have seen that. Like our Lord and Savior, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> our Lord and Savior, Ewan McGregor. I love. Yeah, that, that, that scene. I, I, I do like that. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. You so underestimate great. my power. Don't try it. Don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great scene. And that well, that one streamer I follow for Destiny. Now he does just it. he does that on that one map. There's a, like, I got the high ground. You can get up there, and he will always say that it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he's, he's a big Star Wars nerd. I mean, yeah. like all of his emotes and stuff for his chat, it's all Star Wars stuff. And it's really cool when he for a while there when he was doing the uh, uh, the what they call pole dancer. I can't think of the actual name of it for the the hunter with the, yeah, the, the staff that's lightning. When he would get ready to use that in comp, he would play the music of Obi and Anakin's uh, lightsaber fight fight as he's going through there. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I love it. It's like, oh, that's cool. It's every time, yeah, he'd get up there and go, yeah, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. <laughs> Damn it, what was I going to say now? I was going to say something about Star Wars. And they do that for that other meme, too. They do the, uh, the you were the chosen. Anytime somebody does something weird and they, like. Yeah. Like they. Or you become the very thing you swore to destroy. Yeah, like they've done that to him. 
like when he's played with a character like he wouldn't like he wouldn't normally play with that class yeah. or a weapon. And people will get in his chat and they'll be like, No! You were the chosen one! <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I love that. That's I, that movie's great. It's got some of the greatest oh. moments. Yeah, the um the the only one of the very few nitpicky things I have about it is like which is very weird, is that Natalie Portman is so awful in that movie. She her oh. acting is you, shit. your favorite villain. Well, you guys were talking. Well, guess we were we were elaborating on Darth Vader or, or Joker. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even elaborate on mine. We got we kind of got sidetracked there with the Darth Vader. favorite villain of all time. Far Cry Three's Voss oh, Montenegro. Good, good, yeah, good choice. He's literally one that of the guys. That underrated, actually. You fucking hate immediately at the start of the game. And I've I've watched time. the video for the start of it. And, because I've never played that game. I, I've played Oh god, it, it's such a good game. But I could see like right away, like, yep, I have to kill this man. They made <laughs> they made memes before memes were even a thing because he was the one that said. I know people said it before, but his biggest quote was, "What was it? Uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different oh, result." Oh yeah. yeah and he does. He says this all the time as he tries to kill you. I, I could see, yeah, I could see that. For me, man, that's that's tough. Like, it's it's really easy to pick the Joker because that's just that's just my that's my all time favorite fictional character villain. Like that's well, he's just, just not even my favorite villain. He's my favorite fictional character that, all across the board. That's really easy to pick. I don't. There's so many good ones. The guy from Far Cry Three is a great one. Darth Vader. Negan. Great. Yeah, but I, I don't really. I don't see like Negan him as a villain. As I like him as an guy. overall character. Yeah, see, his is tough because. Yes, yeah, I don't really view his character as a an he's, actual he, villain. He's, he's like an anti. He does villainous stuff, and then he also do, but does he's some not good really stuff. Like, 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 like Venom, he, like from right from the start with his character, you really you realize like, well, he's, he's really not a he's not really a bad guy. He's not really wrong in what he's doing in that world. Like, yeah, he is literally just keeping his people safe. He's not really being a bad guy. He's being a bad guy to Rick's group because he does it different. Yeah. So no, he's not. I mean, he's a great character. I love the character, but uh, man, that's so tough. Because see, like Agent Stahl, I thought was a great. Oh, villain. I hated her. Fucking hated her. Yeah. I probably never wanted a, a, a an a villain to die as bad as I wanted her to die. Like 